0: Media and entertainment from the silver screen to the palm of your hand. What is going on, everybody? Will here with from screen to shelf. I am here with my partners in crime, Gabe and Chase. Happy twenty twenty four, everybody. Happy New Year. Let's go. We back. Let's go. We we are excited to be here. We're super excited to be here. We're excited to be back from our hiatus. What has it been? Two weeks, fellas. Two or three it feels weeks. Like it's now? been longer. Dude,
1: it does. It, really has.
0: it does. We were all super busy around the holidays, but we were uh, fortunate to be able to crank out as much content uh, as we could uh, over on the YouTube channel. But today's episode of our podcast, it is a special episode, a very special episode of From Screen to Shelf, because it may be 2024, everybody, but the three of us are here to talk about our not only favorite theatrical films or we should say streaming released because i guess we can count streaming as technically
1: theatrical <laughs> yeah whatever now. however it, it came out
0: we <laughs> it we're, we're in a weird time now where new movies aren't just released theatrically they're released on streaming so we wanted to mm-hmm. show some love to uh films that are released on streaming platforms as well but we're going to be talking about our top films of 2023 both um theatrical and streaming and physical as well Now, Chase, I'm going to hand this over to you real quick just to give everybody, as far as our listeners, a breakdown of how we're going to do this because it's going to be structured somewhat differently in terms of how we're breaking everything down. So if you want to take it from there and just kind of just give the uh, give the listeners an idea of of how we're doing this.
2: Yes. So how this one's going to be orchestrated is for our audio listeners, because we do video feeds over on the YouTube for our audio only and for our video only We keep longer form discussions over on any type of podcast platform of your choice. So this will be one fluid episode for our audio only listeners, and it will be dropping in two parts uh, for theatrical slash uh, streaming releases will be part one over on the YouTube, uh, just so it doesn't run super long. And then part two will be physical media releases. So that's how we'll be kind of prefacing this. And then we'll repeat that just for people that may have clicked on part two for the YouTube listeners. Uh, or watchers will be also prefacing this again that that will be a part two but we're going to be starting it off with theatrical streaming releases any pretty much any movie that had an official release date of 2023 from january 1st to new year's eve so that's how we're going to be kind of breaking this down.
1: And we have quite the tastes to share with you today. Yeah, And to just to preface up. too, like, we have not seen everything, guys, because yes. I know some people might be in the comments or, you know, maybe in the chat just kind of saying, you know, how did you not put this movie in or whatever? First off, everyone has different tastes we all have mm-hmm. different opinions and second off we're super busy we haven't seen it like <laughs> everything like there are some movies that we were just talking about that i have not seen yet for 2023 that i really want to like dream scenario uh iron claw which we'll just reviewed it sounds like, like an amazing movie i just have not had time to get to everything so yeah there are some movies maybe we might change this later on but for now this is like as of right now the movies that we have gotten the chance to see this is what's on the list yep Exactly. So, I'm I don't if do you guys want to start with like just like maybe we could rotate, like we can start with our number five. Everyone go around and do their number five, number yeah, with four our honorable mentions, and then yeah, yeah, and then we're gonna do a oh, yeah, let's start with five, honorable five, five, mentions, five. yeah, yeah, yep. for sure.
2: Exactly. And uh, Will, open us up with your honorable mentions, my man.
0: Of course. Uh, real quick, just to clarify, do we want to throw the because I have a few honorable mentions, guys? I got like three. Uh, yeah, I had yeah, more, cool. but I I really want for time. You know, for the sake of time, I cut it down. Do we want to just run through all of them one by one, yeah. and then oh yeah, for honorable get, mentions? We'll, yeah, we'll go one by one.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So, guys, this was hard, and you know we were talking about this before we went live. It was just a great year, not only for physical media, um, but for theatrical releases as well. I think we got a lot of movies in 2023, and we talked about this briefly we've touched on it in some other episodes in terms of movies that, although they were big budget seemed much more original. Uh, and, and we talked about how there's potentially like a, a turning tide with audiences wanting bigger budget releases to be more unique, right. Um, to have more of an identity. I, I felt like we got a lot of movies like that this year. Um, so th- this was hard. It was a hard list to kind of narrow down and, you know, it started off, I had like 20 movies on here that I, you know, obviously some of which I'd seen in theaters and then some of which I'd seen months later after the fact. Uh, but I narrowed it down. I, I, I want to shout out, uh, the first one's a documentary. So, I don't believe this got a theatrical release. It was a streaming release, but it premiered on Apple TV. So, for those of you who have Apple TV, I'd highly recommend checking this movie out. Uh, it's called Still. And it's a Michael J. Fox movie. So this is a documentary uh, pretty much about Michael J. Fox and his rise to fame uh, as one of the biggest superstars of the 80s. Uh, and, and essentially, the rest of the film just focuses on his battle with Parkinson's disease. Now, I grew up watching his movies as a kid. You know, Back to the Future, Teen Wolf. Those movies are like staples. You know, they're, they're, they're on the, the shelf upstairs, uh, in the family room with the TV, because every time we got people over, we got the, uh, the nieces and nephews over, you know, uh, those are the movies that we, we, we show them, you know, and Michael J. Fox has been an inspiration for me personally. And this movie was just so hard to watch at times. Right. But at the same time, so motivating, so inspirational, like He is someone who has consistently made me want to be like a better person, just knowing how hard his life has been dealing with this. Uh, And the fact that he was diagnosed, and I don't know if anybody knows this, they they touch on it in the documentary. And I didn't even know this, guys. He was diagnosed with Parkinson's at age 29.
1: Oh, wow. He was young. He was
0: 29 when he got diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. And he continued acting. He continued working low key he didn't mention it to anybody uh, i believe only his wife and family knew um and i just think it's such a symbol of how dedicated he is to his craft or or was to his craft as an actor um and just how 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 to be professional and how to carry yourself you know as a human being and and understanding that you know there's certain things that come up in your life and uh you got to deal with them head on and he is like a shining example of that i mean he's dedicated most of the rest of his life um after that moment to funding research for parkinson's and he's just been an icon and an inspiration for so many people and if you're a fan of michael j fox if you grew up in the 80s or in the 90s uh and have seen his movies and have been influenced by those films um if this is a really powerful movie. Uh, it didn't make my top five, but it's one of those movies I wanted to throw out there because I wanted to give you know kind of that documentary film genre some love, and uh, mm-hmm. I think they did a really fantastic job in allowing him to tell his story, just about his struggles with it and and how he's how he's dealt with it, and uh, it really is a, a really great snapshot of of what his life has been like, um, and it's very touching. And, and what I love about it most, and and what I love about him as a person is that as hard as the struggles are that he has had to deal with he's Michael J. Fox like he yeah. he just goes about it he's got that same sense of humor about everything and he that's what I love about him and that really shines through in that movie even during these interviews when there's like somber moments you know he finds the he just he finds a way to find he, he finds comedy in it you know uh, and he's just he's perfect at that so I'd highly recommend still a Michael J. Fox movie. It's available on Apple, as I said. So if you guys have Apple TV, definitely check that out. Um, That's one of my uh, honorable mentions. The other two, uh, I'll get into the next one here. Now, this one's interesting because we've talked about superhero films. We've talked about whether or not superhero fatigue is a thing. Uh, And I do believe it is, but that doesn't mean that there aren't great superhero films that can still be made. Uh, and that can still resonate with audiences and can also uh, just demonstrate uh, creative ability behind the camera, uh, or in this case, uh, in the in the drawing room, right, and the drawing board, and that is Across the Spider-Verse. I wanted to shout this movie out. Not only is it one of the best-looking movies visually uh, that I've seen this year, but in terms of the story, I mean, this is something that I wish other superhero movies would emulate. Again, when we talked about those superhero films, I don't know if you guys remember, one of the big things with me, with the superhero genre that i find is lacking nowadays is that sense of uniqueness that sense of identity with each particular movie um and i think across the spider-verse not only does it do that with its animation style it kind of separates itself visually from a lot of the other movies out there uh but i think in terms of the story in terms of what it presents to us as an audience uh it's a very unique um and, and interesting and entertaining movie and i think uh I think a lot of people are going to like that. A a lot of people have seen Across the Spider-Verse. That's a popular one for a lot of people, but I wanted to shout that out. Really enjoyed that. For a superhero movie, from somebody who doesn't watch superhero movies often, I'm not a superhero guy, I really enjoyed that movie. So that's another one on my honorable mentions list. Uh, And the last one, this was hard, guys. This was really hard because I really... Originally, this was in my top five. Uh, It was number five. Okay. But as I was looking back throughout the year especially going back to the beginning of the year there are a couple films or one film in particular that popped up that i had forgotten about and i said shit i gotta i gotta move uh i gotta move this one down a spot unfortunately because the other one it it was it came to me, close. Man. It, yeah man and yeah. uh but I, I gotta give it i gotta give it its credit and that is killers of the flower moon martin nice. scorsese's mm-hmm. um just somber tale of the osage people uh and lily gladstone just a she absolutely killed it. I mean, she carries this movie, not that the other performances aren't great. I enjoyed Leo. I enjoyed um, Robert De Niro. I mean, everybody gives a a great performance, but I I mean, this is her movie for sure. And I really hope that she gets an Oscar nomination. I don't know if they released the list of uh, nominees yet, but I'm, I'm really hoping she gets credit for this. But I think for, from someone who didn't necessarily enjoy, um the irishman i talked about that for me it just it wasn't a movie that kept me engaged this was totally different um i I really enjoyed this movie uh got the chance to see it in the theater loved it glad i saw it in the theater was a great experience so that is my last honorable mention
1: okay good picks dude chase what about you man
2: okay okay i go second let's see let's see um will and i actually share a similar title this one um bumped out it actually wasn't in my top five and i'll go into detail why but it definitely rounds out at six uh across the spider verse i agree with you will that's one of the best movies of the year um i only had one problem with it and i'm just i i'm not a big fan of two-parters and i don't like cliffhangers that i'm probably gonna have to rewatch this and I, that's fine it, it, it's it's it my honorable mention for a reason it's just it just it ends you know because it is a part one of two um into the spider-verse to me is a better movie because it has a finite story that you can just watch Mm -hmm. indefinitely through one part but that doesn't take away for what this movie does spectacularly it gives you a lot in a runtime um so shout out to across the spider-verse same thing um shout out to the disc as well that one is a a immaculate transfer Mm -hmm. bright colors looks great um and then this one actually was going to be at one point it was it kept slipping as time went on but it was an earlier release in uh, in the year and that is going to be Megan I loved that movie I mm-hmm. loved Megan that movie was just so fun um mm-hmm. I don't I've been on record saying I don't like the Chucky comparisons I get it doll versus doll but it has its own unique identity especially the unrated cut it gives you a little bit of extra edge to Megan herself mm-hmm. um very very solid story very very unique and different. Um, kind of, it kind of feels like what the 2019 child's play wanted to do, but it mm-hmm. felt like it was held back from doing right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to shout out Megan, 100% of the way Megan was a fun ride. And I kept having to remind myself that that came out this year, especially with the 4k coming out way later. Um, it, it almost slipped past the radar completely, uh, a fun movie. And I'm eagerly probably going to go see it at premiere for Megan too. When that comes out, I believe it's slated for next year. If You didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one's going to get you guys by surprise. Uh, this is a movie that I watched with a crowd of friends. Uh, I had an absolute blast with this movie, and that's going to be Tim's Ten Stories: The Blackening. Um, oh, that okay. movie was so yeah, it came
1: out earlier in the summer.
2: Yeah, that movie was just so fun. It's not by any means a perfect movie, and this one actually was one that was number five on my list. Um, Mm. But then as I started looking again, I think what elevated it for me is I watched it with a group of friends when the 4K dropped. Um, I unfortunately get to go see it in theaters. I watched (laughs) it at home. But that sense of experience with my friends, that's one of the best laughs I've had in a movie in a long, long time. It is really good. It leans a lot more on the comedy than it does the horror. It definitely has some tense moments. But Mm. through and through, it just plays into a lot of stereotypes while not really playing it safe. It's a really, really good movie. The actors, no. they have a lot of camaraderie. The actors and actresses, uh, are just just a, a great casting, just amazing. They these people play off of each other like they grew up as friends and then got casted in like a, a friends film. Kind of think Clerks, you know, like, um, yeah. you know, like uh, Kevin Smith just took a camera to his friends and made a movie. That's kind of the charm that the the camaraderie with the cast gives me in this. I've actually seen this movie multiple times because I just kept laughing and I it has a lot of replay value to me, which is why it broke part of my honorable mentions and then I wanted to shout out one last one which is surprising it didn't make my list but it did get bumped out by other worthy candidates but I needed to give a special nod to John Wick chapter 4 for being one of the best in its own series and that's high regards because I don't think there's a dud in the entire series um mm-hmm. fantastic movie where a long runtime feels super tight somehow you know mm-hmm. Um, Keanu Reeves gives a hell of a, 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 hell of a performance along with Donnie Yen's character, just everything about it. Special shout out to the action sequences, the practical uh, effects, everything, the choreography, a very great movie that again, I forgot came out this year. It's been such a jam packed year, but shout out to that. Um, yeah, that's going to round out my personal, personal honorable mentions and going to pass it off to Gabe diggity swag
1: over there. Gabe Diggity Swag. All right, guys. Oh, you yeah, guys we should mention, guys,
0: that we got yeah. our names here, too. We forgot to talk about that, but that's yeah. more for the visual. Well, well uh, you know,
1: it's, it's brand new. For We're new YouTube people past. for 2024. Yeah. We got Big Willie Styles. We got Chase Waggytail and uh, Gabe Diggity Swag. So yeah, uh, those are going to be our new 2024 names. Joking. I've decided
0: to pursue a, a a second grind as a rapper to uh, <laughs> help fund my <laughs> physical media <laughs> habit. There you Things are go. gonna rough out here on the East Coast. <laughs> so
1: I think you guys yeah, hit you a go. lot, of, a lot of them on like you hit the nail on the head with a lot of these already, like the honorable mention. So, like, I'm not gonna go into them too much. Um, one that stood out to me that I actually talked to Will, I think I talked to you about it as well, Chase, is the creator. Um, yeah, that was um, one that came out this this year, man, with Gareth Edwards. Such an original movie. And it really resonated with me, man. It was such a powerful movie and the effects like for he shot this on, I think it was like a $6,000 camera. It was a Sony yeah. FX three or something like that, which is mind boggling. It's just super inspirational to me also kind of as an aspiring filmmaker. Like that's, that's the stuff that I love seeing, you know, you, like it didn't have a crazy budget and the visual effects were freaking phenomenal. Um, just a great story, very like unique kind of, take on the science fiction AI thing. And it, and it's, I wish it kind of took off a little bit more. I know it kind of got, it, I think it kind of got like mixed response, but overall I loved it. I thought it was a fantastic movie and it was just super exciting to see something different, just some new content that wasn't just another IP in 2023. Um, Across the Spider-Verse. I had that too, as my honorable mention. you guys hit the nail on the head. It's just a freaking fantastic movie. And the only thing I want to say about it is I think the reason it's so good is because it, it focuses so much on miles you know what i mean and his kind of like journey as opposed to what all these other superhero movies are doing where it's like you know you get this crazy villain and you focus on the villain who's the villain who's the villain the freaking villain in this movie is in polka dot dude that mm-hmm. it, it it's super silly but it's it's like you know the the story lies with miles and kind of his journey in terms of you know taking on the mantle of spider-man so um freaking fantastic movie i loved it um The other one I have here, I think this one is a Hulu exclusive actually. Um, So it didn't come out. I I think it came out theatrically for a little bit, but then it was on Hulu. So this one is um, Ben Affleck's air. So it's the Michael Jordan uh, uh, movie with uh, uh, Matt Damon. That stars So uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are in it. I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan. So like this was kind of like a given I had to see, but it's actually really fantastic movie. Just kind of the Mm. barriers and obstacles that they had to go through just to get this shoe made. It's freaking really intriguing to see, and it's it's just a good drama. So if you guys just want, if you are into sports and you like kind of like sports dramas, and it, and it deals more with, obviously with Nike, but it's a really intriguing story to watch. Um, so I highly recommend that one. Um, I have a question about that one, Gabe? Yeah, you, is it a documentary or is it like no? It's a it's a film, it, it's a drama. Yeah, it's a drama. So it does, it's, uh, it's based
2: on real events. So Matt Damon or Ben Affleck plays Michael Jordan. no <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh my God. you know what i got it let's check imdb I here and, and and see because i don't remember um yeah but fantastic movie it's it's a really it? really if you guys haven't seen it highly recommend it um and the i'm not going to get into these other i had like three more um dungeons and dragons just a quick shout out to that one because that yeah. one was it was the worst trailer that i've seen in years it turned out to be one of the the best movies of the year like it's such a fun mm-hmm. movie highly recommend it Uh, David Fincher's The Killer. I really Mm -hmm. loved that movie. The end kind of is what, you know, I think took it from being great. But it's a a really solid movie if you guys haven't seen it. And Scream 6. I actually put that down just because I freaking love Scream. Yeah, Scream 6, dude. I freaking loved the whole New York vibe. And uh, just, I feel like it was the most we we talked about it in an earlier podcast, but the most different scream movie that we've had in a while, and I think that they knocked it out the park with that one. So, didn't reach my top five, but it's in there as a as an honorable mention. Great
2: nod! I totally forgot that I came out this year. Again, There's There's so, so many movies, dude. Too many movies, but yeah, good nod.
0: I'm glad you mentioned the killer, because it was cool to see Fincher back in action, too. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I feel the same way that you did, though. I felt it kind of lost some momentum in that, you know, the final anticlimactic
1: ending a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: but, you know, still worth checking out for sure. Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. So now we're going to actually going to get into the contenders here. So uh, the actual contenders. So, Will, if you want to bring it or you can start it up with your number five. We're going to do a roundtable for number five right now. Yeah, baby,
0: this was hard. This was hard, as I said. um, So many, all these. So the as we get into the top five, I had a very specific goal in mind, and that was, you know, if I if I met like a long lost loved one somewhere and they said, "Hey, I, I want you to show me the movies that you think are are worth," I approached it like this. I I, I approached it with the mindset of, if I had to show someone five movies someone who was on a deserted island and hadn't had human interaction or any kind of uh you know had no no exposure to pop culture in in years right and i wanted to show them movies to make them feel something again okay these are the movies i would show them from this year so i love it number five and this was hard i'm going to keep prefacing this we're ready to talk because, shit
1: by the way no i'm just kidding you're blue balling nah, this, i don't think
0: there's there's hey there's gonna be no shit talking here i think we I'm all some i think we all have some fire fire picks but oh, yeah. uh number five was john wick four. Oh, nice okay number okay. five was john wick four for me um i i agree with what chase said earlier to me this movie did not feel like three hours this movie breezed by mm-hmm. um not one person in the theater was was dozing off during this. I mean, I, I had a fantastic time with this movie. I saw it with three of my good friends um, that I've known for probably over a decade now, you know, since high school, uh, old buddies of mine on uh, we got the chance to, to check this out uh, back during the release. And it was wild, man. The theater was going crazy. I mean, I've talked about John Wick before. I'm not like a super John Wick fanboy. I'm I'm not like one of those guys that's into like the tactical stuff and and all that. But I will say this: I think these movies not only do I think they revived Keanu Reeves' career. Um, and we talked about this before. I think I talked about it with you, Chase. John Wick the the first John Wick was one of those movies that when you look at the original poster art, it looks like a direct to DVD or direct to video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> mm-hmm. one of those action yeah. movies that you see like on late night TV somewhere, just like a direct to video um, type of film. And these are anything but that. I mean, they are essentially not only are the set pieces and the set design incredible in terms of the lighting um, and the cinematography. I mean, these are reference quality movies for for a 4K setup. If we're talking about home theater. Um, But I think for action films, I mean, they are going to be looked at for the next 10, 15, 20 years. People are going to look back on these movies, in my opinion, as as a means of how to do things right in the modern era of of action movie making. Right. I I think John Wick, uh, you know, they're directed by, um, you know, Uh, Chad Stahelski. Yeah. Yeah, Stachowski, he, he, I believe he's a former stuntman. We've talked about it before, but mm-hmm. he is a guy who understands, you know, the, the the depths that it takes to go to, to make great action sequences with, with fantastic stunt work and choreography and fantastic special effects. A lot of stuff that's practical. You guys know me. I'm a big, I'm a big supporter of practicality and what can be done on the day in the frame you know, with, with minimal reliance on what you need to do in post. Right. Um, And these movies are just absolutely fantastic. And I think four kind of encapsulates what, what I loved about each of the previous films. It kind of takes each of those movies and just steps it up. And that's what these movies have been doing ever since the first one. Um, They've just been stepping it up uh, a level, you know, with each release. And I think four it's one of those movies that I will say I doubted because when I saw that runtime, and I think Same. I talked to you guys mm-hmm. about this at one point or another, I was like, I was very skeptical Same. of how they could stretch this three out hours to <laughs> a three-hour film. And they pulled it off, and not only did they pull it off, they pulled it off in absolutely jaw-dropping fashion. I mean, that 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 top-down shot with the, I think Dude. it's the dragon's kiss or dragon's breath, he, I forget yeah, what uh, the was. Yeah. The shotgun was it's one of the best scenes that I've seen in a film period in a long time, yeah. not necessarily mm-hmm. an action film. And then we have just amazing sequences. In addition to that, like the, the whole fight sequence and the shootout on the stairway. Right. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, dude. Just all the all, all these fantastic sequences. Um, Donnie Yen stole that movie for me. He he was I think it's probably one of the best performances of his career. Such a charismatic character the unique things that he did with that character. I watched some of the behind the scenes on the 4k uh, and just what he brought to the role. I think that movie was Donnie Yen's movie to shine. Right. And um, you know, as much as I love Keanu Reeves, I I think Donnie Yen stole the show. Like I said, I I think that was a vehicle to showcase his ability um, as a talent. And I I just, I I love everything about those movies, but I love John Wick four. So John Wick four is my number five uh of the uh the best films that I've seen this year.
1: Awesome dude. Nice. I agree with everything mm-hmm. that you said and it's funny that Donnie Yen stole it being another blind guy again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right after yeah. Rogue One he's like yeah I'll play a blind guy. <laughs> yeah. I just okay, think the finesse Smith? that he
0: brought to that role with like you know being a, a blind character, the movements and and just the thought process that he had, yeah. you know, going into that is just something that was so unique. And I, I I, think it elevated the whole movie. I every scene that he was in. I mean, I love the whole movie, but he really I, I loved his scenes. He was absolutely fantastic. But I mean, the cast was stacked regardless. But yeah, yeah, that's that's five for me. Um, who who wants to take the mantle next game or chase which one of you guys wants oh, to go? You, uh, put the pressure
1: on me uh, chase yeah this go. one will actually be an easy follow-up because my number five is john wick chapter four <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice um yeah man it was i was i, was, I mean i'm not gonna uh, go on too much about it but it was i was going through 2023 and i'm like i almost forgot it but just because it was on the earlier end of 2023 this came out in march i believe um mm-hmm. But I mean, I agree with everything that Will said. I, I think this movie just—it is the standard now of what an action movie could be. And I think that mm-hmm. just—you know—I think uh, Chad Szalinski and uh, Keanu Reeves, Donnie Yen, everyone in this movie did a fantastic job. And I want to just something that uh, Will didn't talk about. I, I just the not only just the practical effects, the choreography, but also I think the John Wick movies, man, they do like some of the best work with lighting. Like some some mm-hmm. of the lighting in in these movies is just freaking gorgeous, dude. Like when he's at that freaking the the I forgot where it was. I think it was the Japanese Continental Hotel with all the. Yeah, it's uh, like the garden.
0: Oh, oh yeah, dude. Oh my yeah.
1: god, the neon lights and stuff. It just yeah. looks so freaking. It's just so beautiful to look at, dude. And it, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. it's so beautiful to look at while Keanu Reeves is just murdering like. <laughs> you know 200 people the kill count in this movie is like beyond ridiculous like it, it's just insane It, it's unfathomable it doesn't make any sense but literally i think that this is probably the epitome of what an action movie can be and they just killed it with this movie and like what you guys said the runtime three hours it feels like two hours just because mm. how well yeah. paced it is so um i hope I personally i i hope they don't do a chapter five i think this is a perfect way to kind of end the series personally um I think they ended it on a high note and they should be proud of themselves and they did a freaking fantastic job And this yeah, John Wick chapter four is definitely my number five freaking fantastic movie
2: oh yeah I, Hell I feel yeah.
1: shamed putting it in my honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah when I, yeah, I was like man you put in your fun, honorable now. mentions
2: get out of here Chase <laughs> <laughs> no I mean it, it was great man like mm. uh, uh Will you said it perfectly like um the way that that one shot with the dragon's breath from the top down view reminds me of a, a video game called Hotline Miami yeah. Yeah. Know Hotline Miami. Yep. Yeah. Love it. You
1: know, that was the first thing that went through my head whenever I saw that. Yeah, it was man. like beautiful, beautiful. They actually got the idea. It wasn't from Hotline Miami, but I think it was another game. I saw an interview with Keanu Reeves and Chad Sahelski. They were talking, it was like another top down game like that. Oh really? Uh yeah, that's actually where they got the inspiration from. And I think it was an interview with IG and they're like, Have you guys seen uh Hotline Miami? They're like, No. <laughs> oh, wow. but um, but it is just like that over top shot, dude, with the fire breath shotgun. It's just yeah. so freaking beautiful and how it goes between the rooms. And it's yeah, perfect. Oh, it's, I love it, dude. Freaking best yeah. shot of the year, in my opinion. Yeah. So, Chase, your right, number guys? five, sir. So my number five is actually
2: a movie that box office wise uh, didn't make any money. Um, but I remember when I went to go see a movie in the theaters this pre-rolled this is a movie published by neon and i was over the moon the style and aesthetic of it reminded me of a Ty west film which i'll compare to here in a minute but hmm. this is a mark jenkins film if you know who that is he did a movie called Bates um that kind of has a little bit of a cult following but this is a movie called ennisman um ennisman is a It stands it's Cornish for Stone Island. Um, It premiered at a festival in 2022, but it's based on Cornish folk lore. And I don't know if I would necessarily call it folk horror unless like psychedelic. um, It's not really even psychedelic torture is it would be categorized as that. But it's categorized as a folk horror film where you really don't know what's going on. Um, everything is kind of told in between vines. Um, as you have Mary Woodvine as the volunteer, these these people just all have like their their titles as their character names. So she goes to like this little lighthouse type of deal, and she watches this flower grow. And so she's like a nature observer, and as she's watching it grow, she realizes that after a certain amount of time, it reverts back to being a seed. So she hmm. cannot properly perceive time, but That's just the beginning of it. So then she starts to hallucinate. She starts seeing things. She starts writing in the journal and realizes that she's writing in circles and repeating the same stuff. And it is one of the most original films I have seen in a while. And my comparison to Ty West's um, House of the Devil is because this was shot on 16 millimeter. It looks like something that came out in the 1970s. And it is based in 1973. It is one of the most intriguing movies I have seen in a while. Um, it, it tells a lot of story through just the camera work. And I love stuff like that because it gives you a lot of rewatchability. Um Again, the name of this movie is Men E N Y S men. Definitely check it out. Watch the trailer. Give this movie some love. It only made 549,000 box office. Um, mm-hmm. But it also like I struggle to find this movie. It pre-rolled before another movie, which I'm going to give a shout out later. Um, and I wanted to go see it day one, but none of the theaters in any area of where I live showed it. So I think it just had a limited theatrical release. Um, hopefully it made some money, but NS Men, shout out NS Men, Mark Jenkin. I'm excited for what this director does next. This was a very, 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 very indie film. Um, you guys definitely will probably love it. It looks, it, it literally, it looks amazing. The story is great. I know some people are kind of tired of those Joker style movies where like everything you see you can't necessarily believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I still get joy in those. There's there's times it's done right and there's times that it just gets overbearing, right? But yeah, shout out Ennisman, fantastic movie. Give it a stream. It's up on Apple TV, not like with a subscription, but you can rent it on Apple TV. Any streaming service, I'm pretty sure that allows you to rent. You can find this movie. Um, that's how I eventually got a hold of it since I couldn't go watch it theatrically. Um, mm-hmm. I just bought it and yeah, love that movie. Uh, it's been living in my head ever since I saw it. And that was way back. I think it dropped on streaming around June or May um, for
1: rent. So I remember definitely. the trailer for it. I saw it. Yeah, I don't I remember what sh- movie it was. I just, I looked it up right now and I, I remember that trailer. Yep. It's really good with like the people that are standing
2: on the, on the rocks and like the cultists mm-hmm. and stuff. And when like you that, said yeah. 16 millimeter, that's when I remembered that I was like, Oh yeah, it's that movie. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. whenever, after I went and saw the movie, um that it pre-rolled for. I was sharing it in the in the server for a while. Uh, I was mm-hmm. like, you guys need to go watch this. this movie looks really really good and it definitely didn't disappoint. That's why it breaks into my top five.
1: It's, it's nice. a good pick dude yeah, solid pick. I, I
2: had to throw something out there that probably a lot of people would be like okay, you know so I, I had to throw out that that out there because us, great. chase. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie, definitely a great one. So that gives us our we'll we'll, we'll say ten foil for our, our, our fifth picks not quite bronze, <laughs> silver, or gold. They get the ten foil. So now we'll there go ahead go. and break into our fourth picks. And they're gonna get a lump of steel, I guess.
0: <laughs> big Willie of-
1: Styles.
0: Yeah, man. Well for number four, I'm I'm going big. I'm going, I'm going nuclear. Um okay. well no, I shouldn't oh. say nuclear. I should I don't know if I should you say it nuclear, away? but you want me to give it away?
2: No, I thought you just gave it away.
0: Oh, well, I'll name some other films that the director's done just to give people an idea of who we're dealing with here, okay? Following. I'm going
1: start getting excited.
0: Okay. <laughs> Insomnia. Does that ring a bell? <laughs> what about... Okay, let's... let's what about? Okay, what about... The, let's go... My little, man. Let's,
1: let's go I'm a little so more not present.
0: Sure. Dunkirk. You're still not sure? You want me to I'm keep blind. going,
1: Chase? I'm yeah. blind. Keep going. You're talking to the guy who, I, who still hasn't seen Inception and... And tenant, by the way,
0: <laughs> where's it? Are we kicking him out now or are we waiting? Uh, I'll he's, give him waiting. More <laughs> oh, he's waiting seconds. He's waiting. Batman begins the dark night tenant. That's right. The I mean, one, Gabe knows. Chase, come on, you you got to know. No, I, I got my you. My fourth, <laughs> my fourth pick, guys, and I, I, I mean, this movie again. I, I want to preface this to all these movies are fantastic. You know, it's hard to really put one over the other, but with me, and, and I'll I'll touch more on this as I get uh, closer to my number one pick. I, I'm going in order of how I was affected by these movies, and number four is Oppenheimer. I can't deny, like, like I'm not the biggest Christopher Nolan fan, and I've said this before. I I respect Christopher Nolan immensely for his approach to filmmaking, but I, I, I he's one of those things where I feel like he gets a lot of hate, right, from people, um, for no reason, just because you know the Nolanites, so to speak, and and his kind of following of fans who like are are diehard. Gabe, I'm talking about you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> While I'm pointing at myself.
0: Exactly. But you you, and this is the thing you can't deny his impact on the industry, his impact on filmmaking and Oppenheimer, I think, is, again, just another example of the fact that I don't think Chris Nolan necessarily ha- has missed a- at all, you know, and, and I can point out a few films were that I thought were good and that didn't quite get there for me. But Oppenheimer, I think, for a movie that what's the runtime on this movie, I forget, because this is a long movie. three it's hours. Yeah. It's almost three hours. I mean, it is a three hour biographical drama. Okay. And 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 yet this movie made I don't know if it's past that mark yet, but I think it was close to a billion dollars. Yeah. Pretty close to it. So I mean, with with such a stacked cast, I mean, we talked about the practic um the practicality with this movie. Um, there's almost no CG in this movie, very little. Um, no, and actually fact, there's uh, none. There's
1: none at all from what he's said, declared, like he said, there is no CGI in this movie whatsoever.
0: Um, I will say when I saw this in the theater, I was blown away by it in the theater, but there were some moments that were a bit hard to hear, but it's much more of a dialogue heavy film. (laughs) I will say, and that might've been my theater. I still enjoyed the movie immensely, but when I watched this again, uh, in my home theater, it was much, I enjoyed it much more. Um, And again, I loved it the first time, but the second viewing, I I loved it that much more because I was actually able to pay a little bit more attention. You know, the sound was was slightly better. I could hear some more of that dialogue. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I don't know what else to say about this movie that we haven't already said or that hasn't already been said. I mean, this is going to be probably on a lot of people's top 10 lists or top five lists, I'm sure um it's just a fantastic movie i think um killian murphy gives a fantastic performance I, again any anybody like i mentioned lily gladstone we're going to mention some some other actors as we we go you know through our lists here if, if these actors do not get nominated um then i i question humanity because i think killian murphy gives a fantastic performance i mean he sold oppenheimer to me um he embodied everything about you know the man that oppenheimer is um and I just think this is, I think this is possibly Nolan's one of his best works um to date, and I really love Dunkirk. I think Dunkirk is a movie, um, that a lot of people tend to not like as much, but I, I think Dunkirk is fantastic. I I saw Dunkirk and said, okay, Nolan is really like going beyond, yeah. um, what I envisioned in in terms of how he um how he's growing as a filmmaker and maturing yeah. as a filmmaker, and I think that Oppenheimer is is frankly. Um, his magnum opus so uh and i'll you know i will go to my grave with that because i think that this is it's it's probably the best thing that he's done uh in my opinion to date um and that's really it that's really all i have to say about oppenheimer that uh, i'll talk about if we want to talk about the trinity test sequence i still think that's one of the greatest things i've ever seen just the build up to that moment is is so nail-biting and i just remember Mm -hmm. being in the theater and, and everyone it's one of those moments where everyone was silent but you could feel you could feel how tense everybody was it was and like you know those are the things i'm going to come uh keep coming back to as we as we move up or as i move up my list it's it's movies that really made me feel something you know mm-hmm. watching them like wow this is uh, like i'm experiencing something amazing here right um And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, Oppenheimer's number four and it's a movie that I am happy to have seen in the theater. Um, I've seen it like three times now and obviously own the 4k. So it's one that I'm going to be watching hopefully yearly, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to own it. I think it's one of the best movies of 2023 and it's number four on my list.
1: So, so will survived this podcast. We'll see if Chase does or not. (laughs) yes (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes <he> will.
1: <laughs> but now i mean i agree with you man i mean it's the 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 trinity test i think the, the thing i always say about that scene is the you know what's going to happen right like we all know the outcome of the movie but it's still like right. the, the, the the way you're able to build tension despite knowing mm-hmm. what's going to happen it's mind-boggling and i think that you know when that bomb drops and it's just pure silence and you just hear the breathing and you know the practicality but yeah. too you're seeing this you know massive explosion that they're able to kind of do it's it's freaking a beautiful scene. So it's, it's so
0: rewarding because like you said, we already know what happens, right. Yeah. Um, you know, from history, but even watching the trailer, it's like, okay, you know that that moment's going to come. It's just a matter of how Nolan chooses to get us there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's, what's so amazing about it is that, you know, you think, you know how he's going to do it based on, you know, his previous films and, and, his aesthetic and and how he how he builds scenes with music and and he has those amazing sequences in his movies and we've seen all that and we we kind of you know using his cinematic language you try to decode how he's gonna how he's gonna approach this subject matter and you're, it's still mind-blowing so yeah you know never ceases to amaze me good pick brother good pick
1: <laughs> thank you brother <laughs> Um number four. We're on number four, right? Yeah. yeah four. fourth right as well. Yeah, of course. No. <laughs> three four three two. <laughs> um number four for me is one I actually did a review on the podcast for. Um, it is Bradley Cooper's Maestro. Nice.
2: Okay. okay. Um
1: that movie, I will say, I think it probably has the best performances that I've seen all year from any movie. Nice. So it's not my number one, but if I had to like just from performances alone, I think Bradley Cooper and Carey Mulligan probably deliver the best performances of the year. And I think that they have a very high chance of winning Oscars. One hundred percent. It's dude. Bradley Cooper's just he's he's starting to get up there. I think with, you know, after a star is born. Yeah, he's he's just a talent. dude. He he directed. He uh, co-wrote the screenplay and starred in this movie. And he is just like a force to be reckoned with now. And I think that he's making a name for himself. And this movie, it's, it's this, you know, it's just a beautiful analysis of a relationship. It's not really a biopic, you know what I mean? It doesn't go through his whole life. It really just focuses on uh Bernstein's relationship with his wife. And it's, and it's so just intriguing to see just whether they met from a young age and how their relationship kind of develops over time. And it's, um, just a lot of emotional moments in that movie dude. that that kind of stick with me um Mm. i i i didn't i I was excited to see it i didn't think it'd be in my top five whatsoever but walking out i can just see bradley cooper's craft kind of developing how he uses Mm. black and white how he frames like the cinematography of some of these scenes are freaking gorgeous to look at and the performances that he's able to get um in his movie he he knows what he's doing um, and when, if you guys ever get a chance to check it out, the final sequence where he is literally com- uh, conducting a freaking orchestra, <laughs> it's freaking mind boggling. He's like dripping with sweat and you can just see the passion that he has for this material. It's um, I got wow. goosebumps pretty much watching it during that final oh, orchestra yeah. scene. It, w- it was just like, mm. I'd never seen something like just so freaking um, so- someone's just so passionate about a project. Um mm and it's, it's a shame that, I mean, it's a Netflix ex- exclusive. I think it was only in cinemas for like, maybe like a few weeks and then it hit Netflix. Um, mm. But it's, you know, just the, his use of black and white, his use of, he shoots on film, a cha- he's changing the aspect ratio kind of throughout the movie. And it's kind of all, you know, thematically themed. I'm like, dude, this guy knows what he's doing. And I'm, it just makes me even more excited to see where his career's going and wh- what he's going to do next. Um, so, mm highly recommended if you guys haven't seen it um it's on netflix streaming right now so you could watch it for free it's it's freaking a fantastic freaking movie and if he doesn't win and you guys know i love oppenheimer i i would even argue i think he might have beat killian murphy for the oscar damn Um, okay and even uh carrie mulligan who's a fantastic actress i've seen her in a few movies she's in promising young woman i think it's the probably the one that she's most popular with um I think she she also Lily Gladstone. I think she might be able to beat Lily Gladstone. Um, just fantastic performances. So highly recommend it. Bradley Cooper's Maestro is my number four.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember watching your review and you you made me want to go see it. So I definitely need to check it out. Haven't yet, but need to check it out because it sounds like very, very, very strong. Kind of the way you describe it reminds me
1: of Tar from last year, like the way that that was talked about. Yeah. In that one Indian? was like really yeah. like a more I think Tar was more of a, 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 a same kind of, you know, obviously it's about like a conductor, but like Tar is definitely yeah. more of a it's kind of like a stressful anxiety. Oh, is it? <laughs> like oh, okay. dreadful like movie it like it's it's it's, it's yeah. a, I mean Kate Blanchett kills in that movie. Um yeah. it's uh more anxiety provoking and more yeah. dread. This one is kind of more just like I said, kind of like a, an analysis of a relationship. Okay. Um, so there's moments of like hope there's, you know, really bad moments that happen. I think at the end, you really get this kind of, you know, beautiful, you know, bow that's, you know, tied up, but it's, um, you know, they, they, they went through a lot of crap together. Um, it's based off of a true story. I, I don't know a lot about uh, Bernstein's past, but um, Bradley Cooper knocked it out of the park. Freaking incredible movie. And uh, I think uh, produced by, Steven Spielberg and Martin Scorsese. So they were there to kind of help Bradley Cooper through the whole process. Hell yeah. What about you, Chase? Number four, man.
2: So this one I gauged, you know, my number five pick was definitely something relatively unknown. Um, Number four, I put in there as a gauge for uh, how much fun and how surprised I was by this. This is uh, gave it major honorable mentions list, but Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, oh I, I, I wow it made the top, it five, dude. top five it actually <laughs> went top five Damn, I, hell yeah i re-watched it after we had talked about it and i just have so much fun with it it, it really so was <laughs> it's just like <laughs> it's not like one of the greatest movies you'll ever see but mm-hmm. it, it, I, i've said on here before that comedy is genuinely one of the hardest things to do because if you mm-hmm. don't laugh you walk mm-hmm. out pissed off if you don't yep. even remotely have a good story or something nothing redeemable about it this thing strikes every single mm-hmm. chord. You um, you you you'll laugh in the first five minutes. Yeah, it, oh, yeah, like the the story, the the whole breakout scene. Just it gets me every single time. I don't get numb to it. The rewatchability. I've seen it a couple oh. of times now. At this point, uh, shout out to the disc for that as well. It's a great quality um, 4K disc as well. It just it's super 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 fun. I had an amazing time with it. Um, whenever it comes to Dungeons and Dragons, like. It actually the camaraderie isn't as strong as like what I was saying with something like the blackening, right? Like that has a great cast, you know, they're all playing off each other. I, mm-hmm. I, I do think that some of the casting decisions felt a little bit weird. Like um, Chris yeah. Pine's love interest. You, you know who I'm talking about? I forget who plays. Uh, her. Yeah. I, you know I don't, I
0: forget the actress's name, but yeah, cause I've seen it now and I don't remember her name.
2: Yeah. yeah like, that seemed she, a little off. Yeah. Like she's a great actress. It's just the chemistry. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's probably the biggest complaint I had about it. But otherwise, every single thing about it was super, super fun. Like, it Mm -hmm. really, really was. Um, I have no complaints about it other than that. It'll make you giggle from front to back. Um, I think this is a movie that will hit cult status in 30 years. I really do think so. Um, I think this will be that movie. You know what I mean? Like, there's some movies Mm -hmm. after time wears out and stuff like that. I know it has strong word of mouth as well. Like, the word of mouth for this movie is extremely strong. And I think right. that's essentially what brings it up there because like Gabe had said about his honorable mention, the trailer was bad, like laughably
1: bad. And <laughs> yeah.
2: th- that wasn't even their worst decision was the trailer. Their worst decision was to open up a week before Mario. Yeah.
1: That was their worst oh, decision. Oh, yeah, I remember, right? It was. Yeah, I think Mario it would have
2: done better as a summer flick. I really do. Mm. Um, but I mean, you had Barbie and
1: Oppenheimer coming out in July. I get that. But what about yeah, was June? A lot going on you know I think mission impossible came out in june didn't it yeah mission impossible
2: that's true but you can't beat super mario that thing did 1.3 billion man yeah
1: dude it's i think (laughs) it just came out at the wrong time like it really did
2: yeah it's like i was saying i think i think in 30 40 years if we don't get a sequel this will be one of those movies that people really wish got one um Mm -hmm. if you haven't seen it yet it's a really strong performance by everybody involved it's it's just great. I cannot um it's not a 10 out of 10 masterpiece, but it's definitely a really 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 strong movie. If you want a great time, you're going to have a great laugh. The the characters are great in that. Um strong recommendation and I really really do hope that they do at least a second one um with the yeah, same so. cast. Yeah, the the chemistry with everybody, but like his love interest was relatively strong. I just think mm-hmm. it was a little bit of a like, she played her role well. Mm-hmm. I just don't think the chemistry between Chris Pine and and michelle her. rodriguez yeah was that was that michelle okay that was yeah. michelle rodriguez i just don't think they had the best chemistry you know yeah, what i mean what yeah I mean. fair
1: enough yeah I, th- I think it was just i, I think it's just kind of everyone had a fun time you can tell everyone is just having a blast everybody's having it. a blast yeah everybody yeah. even the bird that has like five minutes of screen time <laughs> yeah, they had yeah. a blast. <laughs> you know what i mean
2: uh so yeah that's gonna get my award of steel for fourth place that's awesome dude Lump yeah i, I had i had a yeah the lump of steel i had to give it a shout out man um i have to yeah. give it it's five minutes of fame out there just i know it has like i said i yeah. know it has strong word of mouth but i i need to i need more people to see it it needs to yeah it's gonna hit cult status man it really is if it doesn't get a sequel in 30 years that'll be one of those movies that people will be like have you ever seen dungeons and dragons not nah, okay we'll go watch it you know yeah, what i mean because yeah. it's just a good time it really is funny and what so, you pointed out the, the word trailer of mouth, was
0: yeah I was saying it's a shame that-'cause you guys actually talked about it, and that I ended up seeing it because of because of you guys um yeah. especially you chase like, you were you were telling us to check it out and I ended up checking it out I was like, damn like that trailer really did not <laughs> did not do, do this crap. movie justice and and that's yeah. a shame because it it you know there's plenty of people that I'm sure saw that and said nope, like not interested you know, and like yep. they could have marketed that movie i mean just from the trailer alone they could have done it totally differently and actually you know got more people interest because i saw the movie and was blown away by actually how you know you know again it was engaging like it was actually funny so and Mm -hmm. i don't even play dungeons and dragons but they had a lot of references in there as well which i'm sure people who've played the games appreciate so yeah Yeah. good
1: pick dude thank you power of word of mouth man Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now we're going
2: to bronze. Now we're actually on bronze. three. Exciting. Exciting. I'm excited to see what Will's top three is because I know he's been putting so much thought into it and they've been different for each one. So I'm excited. My
0: my top three are probably the most, I mean, emotional movies I think I've seen um, in a long time. And I mean, we'll we'll get right into three. Uh, This is a movie that I believe is a directorial debut. uh, And that is Celine Song's Past Lives
1: which is that this year man
0: yeah so i was actually not i mean this movie was not on my radar this is an a24 film which i was unaware of um but a couple people from the community recommended this um i think uh craig shout out to craig um and someone else uh from the from the community mentioned this movie uh and i said okay like if if craig really enjoyed it i'm gonna check it out because him and i have similar taste um and I, uh, I think it was available on. I forget where I watched it. I want to say it was. It might have been either through Amazon or like Google Play. I forget where it's available. Um, but it's Celine Song's directorial debut. She, she also wrote the movie. Now I believe she's done some writing work before. She has some writing credits to her name. Um, but for someone's directorial debut, I mean, dude, this movie. This movie just got me. I mean, it it gutted me. And I'm I'm someone who like I don't watch romantic comedies. I'm not really into mm-hmm. like romance films or, or romance dramas. Uh, but I gotta say, man. I mean the the subtlety in which and the grace that she approaches the the characters and the and the presentation of the story in this film. It's a story about two people um, in Korea. I should shout out to Greta Lee, by the way. And I think his name is T.O.U., the other actor. Uh, and then John Magaro. I'm trying to remember what else I've seen him in. He plays um, Greta Lee's husband in the movie who she meets once she moves to America. Um, but essentially, they grow up in South Korea. They're, they're childhood friends who have a very close, intimate relationship. Uh, and when she and her family emigrate to America, you know, she kind of leaves that life behind. Um and and that's really what this movie is about and and I think her name is Nora in the film that's Greta Lee's character, um and Tou plays I think it's Sung or or Haesung or something like that, um and he ends up they end up reconnecting years later, and that that love is is rekindled uh, upon reconnecting, um but but this movie most importantly it's a movie about you know living in the past versus moving forward and and choosing you know what's practical in life and it's a film about destiny it's a film about closure um and saying goodbye to to you know past relationships hence the title past lives but it's so beautifully done and and the ending there's this tracking shot uh where you know Nora's character and I don't really want to necessarily get into spoilers here but Greta Lee's character Nora she she says her final goodbye um and that tracking shot is one of the most beautiful things I think I've ever seen in a movie in a long time because of because of the buildup to that moment. Uh, and it's so well done. And it, I I completely broke down like like a baby. So I'm just gonna say that right now. This movie definitely hit me hard. So if you guys are interested in this, I would definitely check this out. Highly recommended. I mean, A24, they they seem to do no wrong. So um they've produced this. And there's some really great um, just, a, uh, just a position shots in this film that I think were fantastically done. And I think the character work in this movie was it was just against the stereotype of what I'm used to seeing in these kinds of movies. Romance dramas and like romantic comedies. Um, the ending is very non-conventional. It's very different than what you're used to seeing in, again, the traditional Hollywood, you know, romance film. Um, But it handles it so well, and the character work is incredible. Like, John Magaro's character, he plays, as I said, Greta Lee's husband in the film. He is like, his, his character, they handle his character so well, because if this was a standard traditional Hollywood film, the husband would be the guy that you want to hate, right? Because the way they set it up, it's like, okay, well, now her childhood love interest is coming to America to visit her. And and the evil husband that she's currently with is going to get in the way of that, of rekindling that childhood flame. But they actually treat his character so well, you actually end up having a lot of empathy for the husband as well, which completely took me by surprise. I did not expect this movie um, to, to do what it did with these characters. And it was just really refreshing. So yeah, Past Lives is my number three pick, folks. Very emotional movie. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what else celine song does because i mean apparently she she wrote this based on personal experience which is fantastic Mm. so the fact that she got to tell this story with you know more of a personal connection to her own life i mean is is amazing um but it's a fantastic film so that's my number
1: three pick past lives that's a good one i'm i'm kind of uh peeved i didn't get to see that this year (laughs) Cause that's definitely one I, that's been on my list that I want to see for sure. It's gotten nothing but g- like great reception uh, critically and just from audiences in general. So I'm mm-hmm. glad that it was on your top five, man.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm again shout out to Craig. I appreciate him, and I and I'm so sorry, but I forget who else was mentioning it. But um, thanks to them, I got to check it out and and experience it. And I'm 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 glad that I did. You know, I took the chance. I was like, let me see what this is about. Um, and yeah, it instantly in my top five. So yeah past lives check it out guys good pick man all right Gabe you're up next brother
1: holy crap man number three Uh, number three this is one that I think we were all super hyped about this year um, that kind of took us by surprise this Mm. one is uh, a movie that I was excited to see but I walked out even more excited after I came out of it Um, it is Godzilla minus one
2: Nice. which okay.
1: may make some of your list. I don't know if it did, but um, yeah, man, we've talked about this movie so much. I mean, we had like an hour and a half podcast yeah. about it, but <laughs> I mean, it, it's just yeah. still, it, it, you know, I'm not going to repeat everything that we've said, but it's a solid monster movie with a great human story to it. And it's something that's just impeccably well done. You know what I mean? I think it went back to the, the roots of Godzilla, but also just kind of added this very human story to it. And I think people responded to it and, um, it's something I'm excited to see again. I hope it gets some kind of, you know, 4k release. I'm not sure if it will or not, but, um, I hope it does. Um, it's, it's, it's just been ever since I've seen, it, it's been in my top five. Like it has mm-hmm. not moved at all whatsoever. I've maybe shuffled it around in my top five, but it stayed in my top five. um, Every, I mean, every a lot of people have seen it. I'm not going to beat a, a, a dead horse here with it, but it, it's a fantastic movie. I'm excited for the follow-up if they do it. Um, just a freaking fantastic mon- monster flick with a good story, and I, and I hope that they follow it up with something similar. So Godzilla minus one, that is my number three pick. Admirable. I thought I would honestly rank
2: second, but now you got me curious for what your second pick is. So yeah, same here. Yeah, same here. yeah. I really thought it was going to be your second pick, so mm. now I, I'm eagerly awaiting to hear what your second pick is and what gets your silver. What's His your two uh... and
0: one are? It's the first half and second half of Oppenheimer, just broken into two categories.
2: <laughs> yeah, just hey, I need more part time one, part than, two. Yeah, I need <laughs> a lot of time to talk about this man. You may not have heard about this movie named Oppenheimer. Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> what about you man what's your number three Chase so this was my favorite movie um you know we we, we just got some damn heat as the as the a year went on and then there was one that came out earlier in the year that I got a hold of later and it kind of bumped it down to this spot but that is going to be um he's the son of a god. Uh, he's the son of David Cronenberg. His name is Brandon Cronenberg. Uh, he <laughs> recently came out the movie. <laughs> son of oh, a God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He's the, love this is his third full length feature film, uh, infinity pool. You have Alexander Skarsgård. It's, it's Alexander. I, I know there's Bill and I, I'm pretty sure it's Alexander. You have Alexander. Yeah. Alger, yeah. And then in Mia goth, uh, and I'm going to use this time to sell people this movie because if I didn't sell it to you with how much I've talked about it before, this movie has so much cool stuff going on for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't want to talk about it, but this is the trailer that, or this is the movie that Ennisman opened up for, because they're both by Neon. They were both Mm -hmm. distributed by Neon. So um, if that rang any bells, I just didn't want to say Infinity Pool, because then people knew I'd put it on my list. So... Mia Goth, anything she's Your in future you wife, gotta go see it. Yeah, future <laughs> wife material right there, right? You gotta go see it. She's just this. I mean, it, it doesn't reach Pearl Heights. It doesn't reach. I, I I think maybe her performance here is better than X, but they're two completely different types of characters. Um, she's just in a very er- like erratic, emotionally distressed individual, and yeah. very socially and mentally manipulative. And she just plays it from the second she comes on screen. You can tell she's plotting on everybody in that room. You know, mm-hmm. uh, she's got a goal. She has people already entwined in that. And so Alexander Skarsgård plays a writer that essentially goes to vacation where on this island of uh, I forget the ex- I, I actually don't know if it is named. Uh, I think it's, I, it might be, but they go there and she um, starts chatting it up with him and essentially where the plot ends up taking place. Is they get hammered. This is maybe 15 minutes into the movie, and he kills somebody while driving down a road. And mm-hmm. so they just try to, oh, well, we're on an island, you know, it's pretty remote, and we probably aren't gonna get caught, you know. Uh, scratch that, you know, the smaller the thing, <laughs> the smaller the place is, the more eyes everywhere, essentially, right? So they get caught and they essentially have this option to buy their way out of their um, mistakes so they can get out of everything consequence free hmm. so that introduces the infinity pool and I think it's a really cool concept and I really kind of want to leave it at that and sell you to that point because once you get into the infinity pool if you don't like it past that point you really probably won't like the movie but I find it to be such a cool concept and especially with the way that it ends the performances from everybody from Scarsgard to goth, everything from the creative direction to the, uh, the orgy scene that has to be the most creative orgy or sex scene in a movie ever. Like the way that it's done. Um, weird it's done shit, bro. Through- <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> it's just got some weird stuff. Like you can tell it's Cronenberg through and through and through and through. If you've mm-hmm. seen possessor, if you've seen um, antiviral, there's no way that you won't like this movie. I think Brandon Cronenberg should be on everybody's radar. Uh, I wouldn't even say up and coming because you already have so much expectation coming into this world and choosing to be a filmmaker from the son of somebody like David Cronenberg. And for the fact for him to be able to come out, have his own style, have his own identity while still feeling in lineage with Cronenberg, it's just absolutely something special. Um, Huge shout out. Uh, And then I will shout out the the 4K. There is an uncut version out there. It doesn't add too much. However you decide to watch this, um, whether you go rated or uncut, the uncut doesn't add much. I'll just put it out there. If you only have access to the rated version, go for it. You don't need to buy the 4K for just the uncut uh, variation. It adds some very minor scenes that, honestly, I was clamoring for the uncut version. Once I got it, I was like, wow, it's almost damn near no different um yeah. add some frames damn near uh and then a little bit more of an explicit scene but yeah um i'm looking forward to whatever cronenberg is doing next from either either uh person so shout out infinity pool that was my favorite movie up until about summer as i started watching more and more and more and more megan was some competition with it but that megan's good but it's not a top 5 you know what i mean it's not like a top 5 yeah. worthy um but infinity pool gets my uh i don't have an actual statue but my my bronze, <laughs> bronze, Your bronze, yeah, place. My bronze. I think
0: Infinity Pool is his best film. I agree. There's some Personally, people that
2: genuinely think Possessor, yeah. and I can I can understand on a story level. Possessor, I will give that is better on a story level, but yeah. with a showcase practical. Um, Possessor just has a a story you can relate to. I don't think you can necessarily relate to the story of infinity pool unless you're super rich (laughs) and even then (laughs) you're probably not watching infinity pool. (laughs) You know what I mean? But no, I agree. Uh, Some people will argue that possessor is better. Some people did not like infinity pool. Um, If you didn't, I would recommend giving it a second watch. I I think maybe um, it's one of those movies that can grow on you with more. Uh, Mia goth, man, just, she just, I just don't know how more people don't know about her. You know, I know within our community a lot of people know, but you know, to be she's not quite a list yet. Um yeah. she when she gets there and people get a hold of her past filmography like mm-hmm. this, X Pearl, um, A Cure for Wellness, uh, Marrowbone and stuff like that, is there's just no way. Um Nymphomaniac, she was in a Lars von Trier film. Um, shout out that. That's a fantastic movie too. But yeah, Infinity Pool, which is gonna lead us into Silver.
0: Number two. Number, number two. two.
2: Dose, dose, number dose. Number two, dude. Big Willie. I'm excited to see what yours is, Will.
0: Yeah, man. Well, my number two is a movie I saw late in the game, but I'm glad I did. And uh, I'll just come out and say it. I recently did a review for this movie, and it's it's still heavy, heavily weighing on me, I should say, um, you know, in my mind and in my heart. Uh, and that is The Iron Claw, which is, again, nice. another another A24 production. Um, really great cast in this movie it, it's about the Von Erich brothers uh, and their kind of their rise to fame uh, and their downfall you know throughout the 80s and into the 90s um, and, and it, it it focuses a lot uh, on that aspect of it you know the spectacle of wrestling at the time and what it was like you know with them you know wrestling in Texas uh, with the local promotion or the, the Texas-based promotion I think it was the NWA at the time and then it mentions uh, their foray into the WCCW uh, and all that uh, but it 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 focuses also on the sheer tragedy um that that family has dealt with behind the scenes. I mean I, I don't I honestly think that they're they have to be one of if not the most just the most infamous family in wrestling um if in in terms of what they've dealt with. Um, I think this movie is possibly Zac Efron's best performance. I, I think it's one of the best things he's ever done. He's somebody that I've never really paid much attention to, um, but in recent years I've started, you know, looking his way more, you know, based on the roles that he's been taking. But he just gives an absolutely unbelievable performance in this movie. But Jeremy Allen White, who also plays one of the Von Erich brothers. Um, kills it as well. And if you guys aren't familiar with him, I mentioned this in my review. I know him from the show The Bear, which is a phenomenal show. Shout out, you know. I know we're not talking TV here, but check out the Bear on Hulu if you're interested in uh, you know, a, a very gritty, um, just realistic portrayal of what it's like, you know, working in a in a restaurant, you know, in the restaurant business. But Jeremy Allen White, just a fantastic talent, man. But Zach Efron, he really steals the show here for me. But yeah, this this movie, it's like one of those things we talked about it with uh, kind of like Oppenheimer with the Trinity test, except, you know, for me growing up being a wrestling fan as a kid. Uh, and then, as I said in my review, I'll just kind of rehash some of that here, you know, getting older, you know, and then with the advent of the Internet and being able to to go back and research, you know, past decades of wrestling, the late 70s and the early to mid 80s uh, and kind of discovering all these wrestlers that I fell in love with, you know, what, and, and what many to be, what many consider, I should say, to be like the golden age of wrestling, which was like the eighties, right. That's where you got all these greats, like Ric Flair, Bret Hart, you know, dusty Rhodes, um, just all these guys. And, you know, I, I was fascinated with wrestling just because of some of the crossover it had with movies, you know, I mean, one of the first movies, or two of the first movies I remember seeing as a kid that my dad would let me watch it, one was predator and the other one was they live um and you know i got i got to know who jesse ventura was jesse the body ventura and and you know rowdy roddy piper and it was stuff like that that that, that kind of got me more into wrestling and especially wrestling uh, and the wrestlers of that time period but the iron claw is such a tragic snapshot uh of the von Erich family uh, and what it was like growing up under their father, who was a wrestler himself. But again, just, as I said in my review, he's just a very domineering, you know, tough-loving kind of guy. And you really see that dynamic play out um, in this film. Now, I should say this. There are a segment of people out there that have some issues with this film. Um, and for good reason. I understand where the criticism comes in. They had to omit one of the actual brothers from the film, uh, Chris Von Erich who uh was part of the real family there's six brothers i believe in all um in actuality um but the director has gone on record saying that it was a very hard decision to make for him to omit chris from the film but they had to do it for the sake of timing and and runtime uh and also the fact that there was there's so much tragedy in this movie um that he said, you know, I didn't want to have another character death. And that's why we omitted um, Chris's character from the film, because he felt that it was just going to be too much for the audience. You know, and it was just like, it's that like you're just watching these deaths on repeat. And it's, yeah. it's a lot, it's a lot to take. Uh, now I will say, I think this movie will affect people differently. If you're a fan of wrestling and you know, the history, um, and and they kind of take some stuff from, I guess you can say, Chris's life, and they, they apply that to his brother Mike in the film. Um, so I want to clarify that, because there's people out there that are like, well, wait a minute, that didn't happen to Mike, that happened to Chris. But, you know, they took some stuff from his arc and added it into Mike's arc just to kind of blend some of those events together because they wanted to do it justice. And it, it's tough when you're trying to tell, let alone a story about one person. Um, in like an hour and a half, 2 hour runtime, but now you got to tell you, you got to, you know, make a film about a whole family. I mean, that's challenging. Mm-hmm. Um to say the least. And I felt that they pulled it off uh in a very resounding way. I mean, it 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 really resonated with me guys. I mean, this movie broke me. It really did. And and again, we talk about build up and and how to close out a film. The final scene in this movie is is where it got me. You know, and it was one of those movies where I was like, "Okay, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to let myself get emotional." Uh, and then there's just this scene with Zac Efron's character. Uh, he plays Kevin uh, von Eric in the film, and he's sitting there in his yard watching his two sons play football, and he's just sitting there. He's just breaking down. He's just crying, uh, and the line that he says his son's noticed that he's clearly, you know, bothered. And they, they run over to him and they're like, you know, daddy, what's wrong? What's going on? You know, you okay. And his response, just, just the delivery and the line that he, he responds to them with uh, just broke me. <laughs> it just, it, everything just came crashing down. So this movie really affected me in ways. I think even if you're not a fan of wrestling, even if you're not familiar with the Von Erich brothers and their story uh, and the tragedy. Um, that their family has had to endure um, multiple tragedies. I should say, uh, I still think it's an incredibly heartfelt, engaging, you know, you know, really emotional, hard-hitting film. So I would definitely check it out. Uh, but that's my number two pick, guys. The Iron Claw. Um, one of the best movies I've seen this year. So there you go
1: a 24 is killing it and uh zach efron seems to be just kind of developing his craft man he knows what he's doing now
0: yeah and this this, dude this really i I, again if he doesn't get nominated i mean i I don't know when exactly it was released i don't know if it was on the festival circuit at all but because some people were saying it's kind of late in the game for a potential nomination but i really hope it's considered you know um, cause I, I do think he, he gives a fantastic performance here. And again, I'm I'm not a fan of Zac Efron. I haven't really seen a lot of things that he's in. I know he was in the movie where he played, was it Ted Bundy?
1: Yeah, I think he did something for like Netflix where he was Ted, Ted Bundy. He's been taking, I haven't seen everything yet, but I noticed he's been taking a little bit more kind of, He's been, he's been stepping out of his comfort zone. You know what I mean? Cause I think he did a lot of kind of like you know for lack of a better term like pretty boy stuff like comedies and he's just you know like with a shirt yeah. off like, kind of like just like very generic stuff but i think yeah. he's been trying to kind of step out of that you know that that I, norm that everyone's kind of put him in it, what you just said right there i and i think maybe i've said this
0: before because i've spoken to people about this regarding robert pattinson um from yeah. the twilight movies and how he's kind of tried his best to veer as far away from that kind of image. Like mm-hmm. like you said, it's like the pretty boy, like fangirl kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think people lump Zach Efron into that category. And I love like cause you can either take that and milk it as best as you can and just mm-hmm. run with that for most of your career, or you can choose to say, No, fuck that. I'm gonna run the other way and take roles that are daring and and vulnerable. Um and challenging and i think he he nailed it with this role i i i think you guys should watch this movie just for his performance not only is it a physical transformation for him he put on a lot of weight Mm -hmm. and and a lot of muscle to you know look like kevin von eric but um his acting is is fantastic it's great it's fantastic it's it's really phenomenal so i'd recommend to check it out for his performance alone but everyone's great in this movie Uh, overall solid performances all around.
1: So, yeah, definitely check that out, everybody. Iron Claw. Solid pick, man. Oh, crap. It's back it's to me, huh? It's you, man.
0: It's all <laughs> crap. you. Now. Number two. Bring up, bring number up the two. List. We're
1: number two, man. We've already actually talked about my number two. Um, so, my number two is actually Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, it's, yeah. dude, it's just, it's just a, it's hard to even talk about that movie. The, the, the cruelty and the brutality of that story. Like uh, I, I had never heard about what had happened with the Osage people and what they went through. And it is such a freaking emotionally intense story um, that I think it's three. I think that movie was three and a half hours long. I kind of he pulled another Irishman and did three and a half hours, but it didn't feel three and a half hours to me. I, I saw it like, I think it was like opening night Thursday at like nine o'clock or something ridiculous like that. And, Um, I was completely invested in it. Um, It's just an emotionally powerful movie. And I think personally for me, um, Robert De Niro, obviously he's, you know, a legend. He's done so many incredible movies. Um, A lot of the stuff he's been picking as of late hasn't been that great. You know, I know he did The Irishman recently. Um, But this movie, I think it just kind of reminded me of what how... Of, of an incredible actor he is like for some reason that role he play, he, he plays such a cruel passive aggressive individual um mm. and i think it just really stood out to me that i'm like this is you know this is kind of going back to the days of like robert de niro where he's just you know he's pulling out all guns and he's he's delivering a fantastic performance. I know everyone's talking about Lily Gladstone, I think she does a fantastic job too. Um, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio does a freaking fantastic job as always, but for some reason that role with Robert De Niro, just how sinister and how passive aggressive he is, it's just it really kind of yeah. resonated with me. And and Martin Scorsese, man, I mean he he's he's an OG and he, he knows what he's doing. He he knows how to put a story together and how to develop characters and by the end of it, you're just kind of like, you you just can't believe that this actually happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, as soon as the movie was over, I'm Googling, you know, it's, it's already freaking one o'clock at night. And I'm at home Googling like stuff like the Osage community and what actually happened. Um, I'm even reading parts of the book because it's based off of a, of a novel um, that that was based off uh, actual uh, real life events. And it's just mind boggling that this happened. And you can tell, I think with Martin Scorsese with that ending scene, that this was just a huge passion project for him, something mm-hmm. that he was really emotionally invested in. Um, and he kills it, man. I think it, it's, it's, literally one of the best movies of the year. I think it's probably going to sweep up the Oscars. It, it, it's, it's probably one of the best Scorsese movies I've seen in a, in a while. And I, and I love all of Scorsese's movies. I think he just kills it every single time, but it's probably one of his top movies. If I ever had to do a ranking, um, it would mm-hmm. be up there. So I think killers of the flower moon, you know, a three and a half hour runtime. I know that turns a lot of people away <laughs> But um, it doesn't feel three and a half hours whatsoever. I think just because how engaging the story is and how mind-boggling the the plot is that that it, it you know you're in it thinking that this can't this couldn't have happened and it actually did and it's it's freaking mind-boggling even to this day. I can't wait till the uh, has a 4K come out yet. I don't think so. I think no, they released it's a,
0: been announced. I think yeah. in okay. France released yeah, like a steel book or something.
1: Yeah, I think that's what I saw as a steel book for it. So um, I'm hoping, because this is an Apple uh exclusive so this was in cinemas i think for like a few weeks and then it, it hit apple for streaming so i'm hoping it gets a, re- a 4k release because it's honestly a gorgeous movie to look at just the, the yeah. way he filmed this movie every frame is just freaking a piece of art and it, it, it's it, it's so mesmerizing man and it's honestly one of his best movies that he's put on a while i love martin scorsese he's one of my favorite directors of all time um mm-hmm. and it's I can't say good good enough things about this movie. There's actually, I, w- I would argue there's nothing I would take away from this movie or critique about this movie. I think it's literally perfect. It's it's, it's freaking mesmerizing. So if you guys haven't seen it, Killers of the Flower Moon, check it out. That's my number two.
0: Yeah, it's actually coming out on the 12th, I think, Gabe. So yeah, guys, check it out five days from now. Uh, oh, well, for a uh, it? 4K K physical release? No, for um, streaming.
1: Yeah, oh, on for the streaming Apple TV release yeah. since it member, wow, yeah, it it's member, It's still not yeah. on an Apple yet. Mm-mm. Wow, that's I wonder why, why it took so long. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Well, I hope it gets a 4K. This this thing needs a 4K 100 percent So yeah, they better give it to us, or I'm gonna freaking riot. That's gonna be a travesty if we don't <laughs> get it. So that's my uh, silver trophy. Uh Mars Killers of the Flower Moon. Hell Chase hell yeah. Waggy Tail.
2: You know, I'm actually surprised at this. I'm starting to think maybe you guys just didn't see it, or maybe you guys did see it and didn't care much for it. Um, I know we're all fans of this director. Um, I think this movie might have suffered the same fate as Dungeons & Dragons was release timing. I think maybe even the runtime or the synopsis of this movie might have put a lot of people off. But it's definitely a big name out there. Uh, But my silver award, surprisingly, um, is going to go to Bo's Afraid. Uh I had oh, yeah. a great time with this movie. Um, As I've said before, I love the weird. I love the the kooky, the zany. The weirder the movie is, Quirky. the more... Yeah, I, I'm just going to be all in. Mm-hmm. Uh So this movie runs over three hours, if I remember right. Either over, under, just three hours. But this yeah, is just Ari Aster. Uh, he did Hereditary and Midsummer. I know everybody knows of Bo's Afraid, but I know a lot of people didn't go watch it.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: this is one of the... Like... To describe this movie, uh, it is one of the biggest acid trips into the psyche of an individual that you can ever watch and experience. Like, have either of you guys watched it yet?
1: No, yet. and I wanted to. Oh, That's geez, another one yeah. that I've missed completely. Yeah. Joaquin
2: like Phoenix looks like he did a
1: credible job in it.
2: He did. He plays like a mentally stunted individual. Um, and you kind of see not necessarily antics, um, because it is, it's not necessarily one of those movies where it's just like, you could talk, he's crazy. You know what I mean? Like to go back with what I was saying about in where you can't trust everything that you're seeing, what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, it's more as uh, more or less like about how control can stunt the growth of an individual in the world and how he perceives it. Um, Mm -hmm. is the message that I took away from that story. um, it it was confusing to a lot of people. Uh, but I also think because it had such a long runtime that it was harder to pick up for some people. Like there's a closing out or starting out. Cause there's so much that happens. The second act of that movie, there's like a little theatrical play that he runs into in the middle of the woods. And it's one of the bigger yeah. acid trip moments of the movie. And so there is a lot of what you would just consider nonsense being talked about. But it literally gives you his life story. It, it literally gives you his life story. It tells you everything. It gives you every minor detail that you need from that single scene or it's multiple scenes. It's a very long part, but it, it gives you so much information about him. And then as like from that part, because I was watching it and I was actually talking to the community as I was watching it saying it was a little bit confusing. And that part right there is where a lot of people unfortunately fell off. Um, But I feel like that's a little bit unfair because there's so much important information that once it starts getting even weirder and crazier, that everything starts making just crazy sense. There's a lot of subliminal imagery, a lot of nods to this, a lot of nods to that, and... Yeah, like it 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 really did take me aback. I don't know if I'll be giving it a rewatch. I'm pretty surprised I took as much away as I did cuz sometimes I do have to give movies multiple rewatches just because I have the attention span of a goldfish. So like I have to give it like multiple watches to understand. So I'm pretty surprised I took away what I did and I relatively understood it. Uh, but it was something that I thought about for days on end and days on end and I just watched this maybe I think while we were on hiatus not that long ago. So this is a pretty fresh mm. watch. I didn't watch it like when it came out or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it came out
1: early in the year, I think, right?
2: Yeah, it came out that same week. I because I remember whenever I was going around seeing some movies. It came out around the same time as Dungeons and Dragons. It was a March release date. Um but yeah, massive I didn't think it was early. Yeah, it was March, maybe April pushing it. I know it opened before yeah. Super Mario, I'm pretty sure. Um, right. But I think that's what I've heard it because it's one of A24's biggest fails or box office failures. Um, so I think it definitely needs to find some love. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to chalk it up and have an immense like, oh no, we did poorly as much as it's right. a... Because it's Ari Aster. Yeah, Hereditary mm-hmm. Midsummer, They're not going to sit there and be like, you made a bad movie. I think it just came down to timing, how it was pre- like marketed and the runtime. Mm. I think yeah. the runtime was extremely off-putting, especially whenever it's not like what we were talking about with John wick where we can get three hours of something with an established universe sometimes right. like, and then to your point on your last pick, Gabe, when it comes to killers of the flower moon, it can be a little mm-hmm. bit different because you have an established director. Yeah. And I think maybe they were banking on that with Ari Aster and maybe that's where his shortcomings were. Um, it, the movie's definitely not for everybody. It's, it's weird. It's kooky. It's zany. It's crazy. It's, it's you, you, you are just in a mentally stunted individual's mind Uh, Mm um and you just embrace the world that he lives in and it's Mm -hmm. something i want more people to watch and you know um we always like to say if you've seen it go back down there let me know what you took away from it because it is one of those movies um that everybody can have a different take from it so i've seen some Mm -hmm. takes as people where he's just crazy i I don't think you can chalk everything every movie that doesn't make sense to you up Mm -hmm. to the characters crazy you know what I mean? There's always yeah, yeah. more, especially for three and a half hours over three hours long. There's a lot more to explain. No, we're just in a madman's world.
1: Mm-hmm, no, right. there's a
2: lot going on there, and I could really go in deeper, but it would spoil a lot um, because it's kind of yeah. Just give it a watch. That's what I'm going to say. And for anybody listening, let's clamor a little bit harder for a U.S. based release because that steel book or that media book is fifty dollars overseas for 4K. So uh, I just don't want to pay that price as much as I love the movie. I'm used mm-hmm. to paying like 30, 35 for those media books. I just yeah. don't understand why this one's getting taxed so much. So, uh, $50 yeah, would, would it, $50? Severin <laughs> decide to put it
0: out over there?
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. <It's> crazy, man. <laughs> I think it's Cape light. It might be turbine, but yeah, it's just, it, it's just like the X media book, you know, it's just another one of yeah. those Christmas, bloody Christmas. I mm. really just that movie With HDR, which I did watch it in 4K HDR Dolby on Apple TV is how I watched it. It was on sale for five bucks to own or Mm. streaming, right? So to to buy on there, but I just, I want that on a hundred gigabyte disc with HDR. That Mm. movie has to be reference quality. There's just no way that movie would just blow your mind with everything that it does. So yeah, the silver award. Um, goes to uh, "Bo is Afraid by Ari Aster. Definitely check it out.
1: Solid pick, dude. I got to see have it. A feeling.
2: Um, yeah, I feel like Will and I might as well. Uh, I I, I feel a a Power Rangers Unite moment coming. <laughs> on.
0: <laughs> Hold on, ready? Oh, no, I got to use yeah. the yeah. other way. The yeah, other yeah. way. Oh, there oh, you go. go. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got to
1: meet, <laughs> meet, oh, oh, meet his together. hand, dude. You got to do the fizz bump. There you go. Because oh, it didn't make your
2: honorable mentions, so I, I, I felt it this whole time. Uh, so we'll we'll cut the rundown time a little bit here, and we'll probably say it at the same time. Our gold award goes to
0: three, two, two one. one. Godzilla. Or should iPhone. we say minus one?
1: <laughs> oh wow, you guys hit it up n- number one. Wow,
2: yeah. number one. Yeah. I could feel it. Number and one. We didn't make his honorable mentions list, so it had to be. It had to That's be. That's true. Because yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no way it's he not did, he. Would, it, yeah. 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 Great movie, man. Great movie. Yeah. Um. It's like what I Gabe mean, said. Like, there's so much about it. You know that we had we dedicated a whole episode to it.
0: Yeah. And I actually kind of changed my because I originally I gave it like four and a half stars and I I changed my letterbox rating. I said screw it, dude. This this is a five star movie. This is a five star <laughs> movie. Yeah. You man. know I I'm not gonna be nitpicky and and because there's there's things that we talked about that we could nitpick about it um Mm -hmm. some editing choices which we mentioned uh on our godzilla review and for those of you on youtube if you haven't seen that yet feel free to check that out for an extended you know discussion on godzilla minus one um but yeah and i said this before when we had that discussion guys i think this is a movie that they should take to every boardroom in hollywood Mm -hmm. in los angeles okay and sit everybody down (laughs) okay give them a nice set up a nice OLED okay (laughs) and and hopefully in the near future when we get it on 4k you know wink Mm -hmm. wink Toho come on (laughs) please come on okay we pop that in there and we show everybody how an action blockbuster can be made or okay everybody says well they don't make movies like that anymore they don't make people said the same thing about Top Gun Maverick okay Mm -hmm. well why is this movie so good why is this resonating with so many people it's just a simple straightforward movie in the case of Top Gun Maverick yeah, there's a reason for that. It's because modern movies, especially action films, these big blockbuster movies, their budgets are overinflated. You know, they they have to adhere to these crazy schedules and filming shoots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I just think it, it's gotten to the point where, you know, some people can make the criticism or and have made the criticism that they kind of get in their own way. They're just big, clunky and and don't know what they want to do or or be or what kind of story they want to tell. And they just yeah. focus on the wrong things. And here's a movie that comes along, you know, from Toho out of Japan, and it takes the world by storm. And yep. and first, it said that it's a $15 million budget. And then we find out, I think, it's later, we yeah. it's actually lower than that. Wait, it's, when they wait, it's lower? Director, yeah. It's, it's lower it's, than $15 So million. I, thought he
1: said he, I thought he said he wished he had, it was $15 million. Yeah. So it's he under 15. $15 Yeah. Million. Th- so we'd have yeah. to assume it's lower. He
2: said, oh, I wish
0: he, wished he had more. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He wished he had had fifteen because he was interviewing No and asked way! About I thought when he and said, yeah. it,
1: I, "Oh my god, no way!" No, yeah,
2: he's like, "I wish the budget was, yeah, I wish that, yeah, pretty much." That's yeah. mind boggling. Yeah, and I wanted to shout out the effect of this movie. So word of mouth, just like Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. is hell of a power, right? So everybody that like is asking me because a lot of people in my personal life know uh, about this and stuff like that. So they'll ask me for movie recommendations, and with it being December time, I was like, "Go see Godzilla." So I'm going to shout out one of my friends. I told her to go and see it um, for whenever she was over here and she went and saw Godzilla Minus One. That's definitely not her type of thing. But Mm -hmm. she does speak Japanese. She was able to appreciate it a little bit differently, I feel like, Mm -hmm. because she didn't have to rely on Mm -hmm. subtitles. She could get more immersed into the film that was being presented. And it, it, she said she cried, everything like that. She loved it. It's one of the best movies that she's seen. And I don't think she has ever seen a Godzilla movie ever. <laughs> so for somebody yeah. like that, like outside of our world and, you know, like cinema goers and stuff like that, it's a hell of a power. Just even there's been random people asking me that I see them again. And then they tell me that this movie was one of the best movies that they have seen all year. And there is not a single soul I have met that has not cried in that movie. Try and tell yep. me in the comment
1: you are a liar Dude. if you tell I me. I was holding back that mind. tear at the end, but it dropped down on my face. I admit it. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, everybody had to have shed a tear during this movie, at least. If you were ugly crying, I I, I can give you that. If you didn't ugly <laughs> cry, but if you did not shed a tear for in that movie at any point, you're just soulless. I feel like you know you're that. You're just stone cold. Um, but yeah, shout out to that and, and the power the, of, of Godzilla. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, Godzilla minus one, absolute spectacle. Um, man, Gabe, now that we mentioned that, I feel like, uh, I'm pretty clueless about what your, uh, your number one picks. <laughs> What's my be. number one?
1: Yeah. yeah I, I think I, I'm going to, really I'm going to no drop, drop a bomb on everyone here.
2: <laughs> oh, We're are gonna you
1: blow things out of proportion a little bit? Go for it. We're going to go nuclear yeah <laughs> exorcist believer i think everyone's gonna go nuclear when i say what it is um what is it man Your blue ball yeah, over here you gotta let of it of course out. christopher nolan's oppenheimer everyone knew it um wow dude yeah whoa shocker sit down for that one huge surprise <laughs> um yeah um it's yeah i'm not gonna go into that much man i mean it's it's kind of like what will said i think this is probably i've been because i I might be doing a nolan ranking video soon um so i've been kind of trying to compile where this fits in in his filmography and i think honestly kind of like what will said, this is probably his magnum office for real i mean this is like to to have a three hour freaking movie about a a scientist a biopic that's also kind of a courtroom drama that's Mm -hmm not even a linear. I mean, it's a typical Nolan nonlinear. Like you're jumping from one time period to the next back and forth. And it still tells a coherent story at the end of it. Um, hats off. You know what I mean? And obviously with Nolan, I appreciate he's shooting on film. Everything's practical, no CGI whatsoever. Um, And the Trinity test, I think is probably the best sequence I've seen all year. I We, we talked about it earlier. Goosebumps um tense theater it was like literally everyone was like it, it reminded me of the scene kind of i don't know if you guys saw the joker in theaters when that came out with joaquin yeah. phoenix when he's getting interviewed by robert de niro and everyone's just you know it's pitch quiet in the theater and you're like this guy's about to go off um yeah yeah that it, was it a reminded me it's yeah. very tense moment and i felt the same way with oppenheimer man where it's like and you know what's going to happen he's going to drop the bomb and it's going to be a, su- a success but it's the way Nolan does it. It's 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 just beautiful to look at, man. And that scene, it's it's probably my favorite scene of the year. Um, and just classic Nolan style. I mean, I, I think the reason I gravitate towards Nolan is just his ability to kind of tell a story in a non-linear fashion. Um, Dunkirk would it, it was actually probably my top. Nolan movie prior to this, uh, just because I feel like that's where he kind of graduated. He was doing a lot of like the comic book, science fiction stuff. And I think that's where he kind of graduated himself into kind of being a very masterful filmmaker. Um, and even that movie, it's not linear. It's, it's like it's jumping back and forth. But at the end, it just everything fits so well together. And I think he did it again with Oppenheimer, where he's telling this story that's just, you know, all over the place, but it's linear at the same time. So um, plus he writes, he, dude, he's a writer, director. I mean, he, he knows what he's doing at this point. So, honestly, Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr. I got to give a shout out to Robert Downey Jr. because honestly, that was an incredible performance. Um, I yeah, think he's was. definitely going to get a nod for uh, best supporting actor. Um, there, and that's a stacked cast, dude. There's so many people in that movie. Um, everyone, Gary, did a Oldman, fantastic too, jump. Gary Oldman, dude, is freaking Truman like coming out no. of the woodwork. I'm like, holy crap. Um, Dude, just a fantastic movie. I've seen it. I, I saw it once on opening night. I saw it with my dad, just because he's into World War II kind of, you know, stuff like that. And um, he freaking loved it. Um, I showed it to my brother recently here at the at the house with the 4K, and it, everyone just has an interesting, visceral response to it. You know, whether you agreed with Oppenheimer or you didn't uh, with what happened, it's it's an interesting kind of thought provoking movie. When the credits roll, you know, you can have a really kind of in-depth discussion about like, you know, what we did. Was it necessary? Um, what does it mean for today? Um, it, it's just one of those movies that I think it's going to resonate with people for a long time. So shocker. Yes. Oppenheimer is my number one. And you really I, got I, I was, this one. I was tossing it up with Exorcist Believer, though. I was like, I don't know which one to put as my number one. <laughs> um, but yeah, Oppie took the cake, gets the gold. There we go. So Zilla, two nuclear beings,
2: two nuclear beings. Uh, yeah, there you go. With the, the from screen to shelf best of 2023 releases. I, exactly. I'm actually really happy there for the first annual one, I guess you could say. Will and I came to a consensus and then Gabe's over here in his own corner. Yep, um, I didn't course. even give open. I, I mean, I will. I'll, I'll give it a tip of the hat, mostly for performances. Um, I used to be like super obsessed with World War II history. Mm -hmm. So like uh, it wasn't like there was a little bit of new information and stuff like that. I don't know how much creative. I didn't fact check anything after that, but um, yeah, it was Robert Downey Jr. Man. He just, I think that that might've been one of his first roles where he played like the biggest a-hole on screen. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like just his snarkiness and everything like that. But uh, thank you guys for the video listeners, our video watchers for checking out our theatrical portion or 2023 from the January 1st to December 31st releases. Uh, We're going to get into our physical media releases here just soon. And check out that video for our video only. Stay tuned for audio listeners as we dive right into physical media releases. All right, guys. Welcome back for our video viewers. Thank you for continuing to this part for our audio listeners. So this one is going to be just, again, pretty much same thing like 2023 releases from January 1st to December 31st, um, home media releases. It doesn't necessarily have to only be 4K. There may be some Blu-rays. We don't know each other's lists. Um, But without further ado, we're just going to really dive right into it. Uh, Pretty much same format as how we did it last time. Mine is ranked. Will, I think you said yours is in no particular order. And I think, Gabe, you said yours is ranked, right?
1: Yeah, it's ranked. Yep.
2: Okay, Perfect. So without further ado, I'll get into my honorable mentions and we'll keep this one because some of these we've done um, video content for. So Mm -hmm. honorable mention from beyond by Vinegar Syndrome, Uh, absolutely immaculate restoration, a goofy movie, um, a Lovecraftian movie, everything about it. Just absolutely adore that movie. Amazing home release. Glad it fell in the hands of Vinegar Syndrome. I couldn't imagine it being in anybody else's hands. Duel uh, surprisingly did not break the top five. But dual, we did a video review for as well. Looked phenomenal, almost reference quality even. Um, And one that is actually reference quality. Box Trolls, one of my favorite steelbooks of the year and an absolutely immaculate animated movie that the HDR really helps that movie shine in 4K. Superman 1 through 4 box set. That's one of my favorite things up on the shelf. Check out that video review over there on the YouTube to check out more. And if you haven't seen it, I did a complete showcase of that as well. Uh shout-out to one that I don't think got a lot of love when it came out, but it came from outer space. A black-and-white sci-fi movie. I believe that was Paramount that released that. Looked insane. Pumpkinhead. One of the best releases Scream Factory has done um, in a while. Probably all year, if not their best disc all year, honestly.
0: Yeah, it was my favorite. <laughs>
2: yep. Uh, Last Starfighter. The only reason that one did not break into my top five is because there's not a huge difference from the Blu-ray. Uh, the blu-ray does use a 4k scan down sample to 1080p um last starfighter gabe i'd recommend you watch that movie if you haven't by the way
1: last starfighter you love it. yeah yeah i gotta watch it
2: yeah it's just about a dude that plays an arcade game gets a high score and then gets recruited into an intergalactic war sounds so, fun times to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> this one's actually gonna shock you guys that it didn't break my top five shout out to pearl as an honorable mention.
1: Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. I, I was like talking to w- or Chase earlier and I was like, I know Pearl's like your number one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And
2: that's why it made me
1: giggle because uh, wow. I actually,
2: yeah, no, I mean, a great release. I just, there's just been so many good physical media releases this mm-hmm. year. And as good yeah. as that one is, um, there's just some things that definitely edge it out. And my last <clears> honorable <throat> mention is going to be the second site Crimes of the Future box set but I did want to also shout out the neon release of the 4k that came out around this time last year, because it does include the original 1970s crimes of the future on the same Mm. disc, which is a great back-to-back double feature by Mm. David Cronenberg. So
1: that's my honorable mentions. Cool. And just a, just a preface too, guys. Like I think uh, Chase and I were talking about this earlier that, uh the, the the titles we choose i mean it's kind of like a blend of like technical merits like how the disc looks like the packaging yep. like and also just kind of our emotional resonance with the movie too so it's it's like all three of those combined i don't want people thinking that this is just like the best reference technical list. merits yeah reference yeah. of like the top five so these are just like f- top five titles that kind of just stood out to us personally everyone's lists are going to be different but yeah uh will i don't know if you want to go into your uh honorable mentions real quick.
0: Yeah, I got a few of them. Um, one of them was, I'll throw it out there because Chase, you mentioned it. Pearl, awesome Steelbook release. Great. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you guys. These are like kind of like overall picks. You know, some of them, the transfers were just great. Some of them, they just had great packaging, which we'll get into. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, mostly it's just an overall package, overall presentation. So I had to throw Pearl on an honorable mentions. I love the transfer, I think the film is fantastic. Um, was really hyped when they announced, or when I found out there was a steelbook release, so I had to get on that right away. Um, so that's up there. Um, yeah, it's been it was tough. There's so many. There's so great. many great releases this year. Another one was It Follows from Second Ooh, Sight. Yeah, uh, I think that was back in September or October. Yeah, yeah, that that came out. So I, I got to mention that. So shout out to Second Sight uh, for that one. Now this one didn't crack my top five. But I still think it's a fantastic release, and i i don't know if this is in Chase. This might be on your list, so I don't want to like steal your thunder. But I got to shout out that Hellraiser box set.
2: Yes. The only shout out that reason Hellraiser box set.
0: The only reason it's not in my top five is because for me, like one and two, I love Hellraiser one and two, three and four, like they're still good for me. But yeah, um, again, overall in terms of the films, like quality wise um you know one and two are really where it's at for me but i mean i gotta give that box set some love one of the coolest box sets that i think arrow has ever done one of the most unique looking designs i would say um yeah, but it's not in my top five so i'm not going to showcase it um because again just in case you know i'm not i i don't know what you guys picked
2: yep but i don't want to steal
0: anybody else's thunder what's up i said we're blind we have blinders on yeah so those are some honorable mentions i mean dude there were so many releases this year like that bruce lee box set was was super cool i mean that was that was a cool thing too i mean arrow for me and i've said this before they really won the year for me um i just think they they put out so much so many bangers in 2023 i mean i'm i'm actually curious to see what they do throughout 2024 because i just think 2023 was a fantastic year for them so Um, those are just some of my honorable mentions, but dude, there were so many releases last year that it was, it's hard. Like it was really hard. I think 2023, I'd say even more so than 2022 overall, um, it, it was just much harder to like rank. That's why I didn't do a ranking. Cause I was like, I, I can't, I can't like, <laughs> put one of these over the other. It's yeah, it's too much work. So those are my honorable mentions. Yeah. And cool. I think that's a
2: good thing to, cause Gabe, do you have any arrow titles or Kino Lorber titles from this year?
1: N- not from this year no.
2: oh okay i i think it'd be a, a clear victory to give arrow the gold trophy from screen to shelf as the best distributor this year mm-hmm. um from box set from just the titles they put out from what they remastered um arrow was the uh, Kino lore were close second uh with the sheer quantity and quality and how and yeah. underground they went this year so shout out to them as well but yeah and arrow shout out
0: to kino for night of the hunter that's another one of my honorable mentions i love that movie and I, I felt the 4k from kino was was it was excellent that's one of the best i think black and white movies uh, on 4k at the moment that disc is reference yeah. quality in terms of the the lighting and the cinematography and what they were able to do um with black and white in that film it, it's it's incredible so yeah shout out to kino they're one of my uh they're one of my honorables thank you for mentioning that because i almost forgot about that one so thank yeah, you Jason. absolutely
1: um, swag, Yeah, I'm going to breeze through these guys just because I actually had them stacked here. So uh, something very rarely I'm going to do, I'm going to shout out Disney, which I rarely ever freaking do because these releases were actually pretty cool. So you got the WandaVision, Loki, and the, the Mandalorian steelbooks. They actually looked pretty phenomenal. Um, and the fact that they actually came out and actually gave us the physical media releases of those, I shout out to Disney because I didn't think that was going to happen. And quick other shout outs here. For sure. um, Rebel without a cause looked freaking incredible. Um, it didn't make my top five, but this one really looked freaking phenomenal. Uh, Warner Brothers killed it with that one. Uh, we talked about in our other video, we got a cross the spider verse uh, steelbook here. Uh, the 4K looks, looks freaking. Yeah, the colors pop, dude. It's just a beautiful freaking transfer. Um, Dungeons and Dragons. We've already talked about this movie shout out uh, yeah great. shout out great transfer um this one i i was kind of hoping maltese falcon chase and i were talking about this one it looks really really good it doesn't i don't think it reaches like Casablanca level um yeah. but it, it it's no. a really clean transfer though it, it looks really good this one kind of like was underappreciated this year i feel like it, it actually looks pretty solid yeah i mean like yeah, yeah Master the Phantasm. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, the HDR could have been a little bit better. I think the colors I could agree. have popped a little bit more, but I mean yeah, it's I still agree. it's still such a fun release. And the fact that they actually released it on 4K, you know, shout out to Warner Brothers for that one. And then this one, uh, Enter the Dragon, dude. I freaking love great Enter the movie. Dragon. It's great movie. I mean, the transfer, it's that that film print, it's just hard to kind of get to look pristine, so to speak. You know what I mean? It's kind of like yep. a little bit of a dirty. Transfer, no matter what you do, but that is the best that movie's ever going to look, and it's such a yeah. fun movie to. And when I popped it in a four K, it looked freaking fantastic. That's the best that that movie's going to look. Period. So, those were my uh, honorable mentions for the year.
2: Hell yeah, cool. I, this is very solid. Um, and I think because this is actually pretty surprising. So for my number five, I actually was torn between this pick because I wanted to keep it diverse. And especially since they fall in the same realm, I decided to go with, and I actually did a review of this one, I decided to go with Mutant Watch Mayhem. Turtles. I was actually torn between shouting out a cross or Mutant Mayhem, but Mutant Mayhem, like I said in my review, I'll just give a really quick summary for uh, to kind of sell you on it if you didn't check out that review. It takes the frame interpolation and the frame rate ratio that Spider-Man kind of coined with Into the Spider-Verse. It takes that, yet it adds a more, much more hand-drawn, like, high school doodle, draws type of animation style to it. And I think that's why this edged it out. When I was watching this, the HDR actually blasted my DNA on a molecular level and I think <laughs> rearranged it. Like, it was really good. It was really awesome. Um, the Steelbook just looks awesome. I don't feel like ripping that thing off. You can check out the showcase in there for our audio only listeners. Definitely head on over to Mm -hmm. the YouTube and check out the mutant mayhem um, showcase and review. It's one of the strongest. It's a great movie. I should have shouted it out as an honorable mention for theatrical releases as well, but I knew I had it on this list. I'm going to give it. It's five seconds of fame right here. Uh, Pick this up. If you really want to wait for a sale, it's just a great movie, um really, really good, but it's not your typical turtles um mm-hmm. it it is Seth Rogan's universe, and I'm glad that he didn't give us something the same, right mm-hmm. We don't need more of the same, so I wanted to shout that out, and then, yeah, that's pretty much my top five pick or my uh number five out number five. five yep, uh Beauty will pay him. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'll get into my number five. I do want to shout that out, though, because Chase, you actually recommended I check that movie out, and I ended up getting the steelbook, and I, I loved it. I was pleasantly surprised by how good it was. So, yeah, yeah, shout out to Mutant Mayhem, for sure. Um, My top, or I should say my number fifth film, this is an Arrow release. Uh, We just said Arrow killed it in 2023, so you're going to hear that name a lot probably in the next, you know, 20, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a movie that I actually had on Blu-ray, but In my opinion, it's not only is the packaging fantastic, but the transfer itself is one of the best looking that I think I've seen all year. And that is the Mario Bava film, Blood and Black Lace. So this is the 4K full slip box here. So you get your standard little MRA case in there, comes with a booklet and a poster. But, dude, the colors on this transfer on the 4K are just incredible. I mean, the Blu-ray looked good to begin with, um, yeah. but but this 4K transfer just took it to a new level. I mean, for a Jallo film, I mean, this really like set the tone for, for movies to come uh, in terms of uh, what a Jallo movie could be. But the colors here and the cinematography are just amazing. Um, and this kind of has like that Technicolor look to it, too, so it makes those colors really pop, so... That's my number five. I'd highly recommend checking that out. Blood and Black Lace. Um, One of my favorite Baba films, one of my favorite Jallo movies, uh, and one of my my favorites of 2023.
1: Hell yeah. Number five. We actually talked about this during the theatrical releases. It was my number five top theatrical. It's my number five... uh, Ah, uh, top four that? K. That's a John Wick chapter four. That's a oh nice best buy book. Yeah, John Wick, dude. I I just honestly like I uh, I talked about it during the the last video, but just the the HDR and the colors on the on this dude, like especially like when he's in Japan and just uh, when he's going like through the fight sequences, the HDR just really really pops. And the Dolby Atmos track on that release is freaking killer. Like like when the freaking car is like flipping over and he's shooting the dude in the air, it's just it's a killer soundtrack. The 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 transfer's freaking immaculate and honestly it's probably I got to watch them all again, but I think it's probably the best John Wick looking transfer that we've gotten. So, uh mm-hmm. John Wick Chapter 4 is my number 5 for the year. Hell yeah.
2: Yeah, shout out right, that please. um I haven't watched it, but I've seen screen caps of the 4K, so I can definitely back up your claim that it looks great.
0: Well, you haven't yeah. watched it.
2: No, I've seen John Wick. I went and saw it in theaters. I just haven't watched the 4K of so like the day it came oh, out. Okay.
0: I was about <laughs> yeah. to say, where, where's the exit? How do I get out of here?
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I went and saw it the <laughs> night it came out. Um, so for number four, uh, you guys knew this was gonna hit the list. Come on with it. Uh, there it is. <laughs> yep. After that, <laughs> come yeah, on it with is. it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure you guys knew Toxic Avenger um would, would probably be higher. But, there, you know, it's, it's not referenced like we had said. on. I, I just never thought we would get this. This is like if you asked me what's the last five things you would want to hit 4K <laughs> to be restored and then to come out, this would probably be number one. I, it'll never mm-hmm. happen. Uh, Troma has been on record. Like they like money, so they'll do it if it makes sense. But Troma has been on record saying they really don't care about high definition, really. You know what yeah. I mean? So... The fact that we got this, um, shout out to Vinegar Syndrome for taking the time and doing this. They've had a busy year um, expensing out their labor to other companies. They've been helping out a ton around around the block. Um, but shout out a specific one and not in just necessarily the entire box set. Toxic Avenger Part 2. Toxie Goes to Japan or something like that. I think it's the subtext. Um, yeah. So it looks super clean. And the reason I don't shout out the very first one is there's some rough film elements, but the HDR, you have a giant green or really tiny green Hulk going around doing his own thing. The HDR really helps bring out like the the really, really minor and massive practical effects. Toxie just really shines. Um, and if you guys didn't know, check out the uh, showcase of this where I talk about it a little bit more because Toxic and I, uh, we got married in that video. So shout out to <laughs> that, uh, that, that showcase. That was a good
1: review, man. I Appreciate
2: it, but yeah, number four, Toxic Avenger forever.
0: I'm glad that was in your top five because based on that thumbnail, I was like, if that's not based on the <laughs> thumbnail on that Toxic video, I was like, if that ain't in his top five, then I got <laughs> some questions.
2: I guess this uh, it'll make Gabe laugh. Remember how uh, earlier we were talking about rounding out my top four. And mm-hmm. remember, I was like, how did I not add this to my list? That's what, that's the one that I didn't, I oh, kept forgetting. My God. Yeah. I was like,
1: <laughs> how? I was like, how did you this you never not... thought I'd get a 4K to begin with.
2: Yeah. I just, so yeah. yeah what we got over there, Will?
0: Uh, I, I, You guys have seen this before. If you're watching on YouTube, if you watched our um, Vinegar Syndrome year in review, but I, I had to include it because it's one of my favorite, as far as packaging is concerned, this, this takes the cake for me uh, regarding packaging. So creative. But I think the reason why the packaging is 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 so great is because it works so well with the artwork that they chose, mm. uh, and that is Vinegar Syndrome's Blade in the Dark. Hell yes! Mm-hmm. So we got the nice grilled cheese style, <laughs> as, as <laughs> case, like they call it, the cover here. You convince me and, to buy that. And, That's clean, yeah. I mean, and, and this is a little you know little bloody for for everybody watching out there. So don't be offended. But it just looks so yeah. cool. It just looks so clean, dude. I mean, the, the what they That's did with cool. the, with the knife, and we talked about this too with Vinegar Syndrome's packaging. Like the uh, when you take this grilled cheese, I guess we'll point <laughs> it slice. that, right? The grilled cheese sliced <laughs> off. The artwork underneath, it's slightly different. It's like slightly modified, which I think is a subtle, cool little subtle touch there. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie itself is pretty good. I mean, the transfer is pretty solid. Um, it is it is a 4K transfer. I never saw the Blu-ray. I think there is a Blu-ray that exists for this. I don't know if Vinegar Syndrome put it out. I'm assuming maybe. Um, but it's a solid movie. Like, I, I wasn't necessarily aware uh, of A Blade in the Dark. But it, what's funny is, for a, for my number four, it, this is directed by Lamberto Bava, who is Mario Bava's son. So mm. I thought that was kind of cool. Like, it's almost like full circle. You know, father the son. So he's uh, carrying on his uh his dad's legacy with his own shallow film and uh yeah that was one of my uh this is probably my favorite vinegar syndrome le- release of the year so i had to had to Check throw it out. on here I had to show vinegar syndrome some love so yeah that's, that's an awesome package finish. yeah dude it's it and they've done what did they do they did prophecy i think that's the only other yep. grilled cheese style i could yeah i could be wrong i don't know if there's one or two i know prophecy for sure has that's a similar box yeah, more hell cheese. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, dude, with that artwork like I that's like that was a day one buy for me. Like I couldn't yeah. not have that. It just looks so cool on the shelf like so it's a perfect display piece for like a cult exploitation movie uh section. So, yeah. yeah I actually wanted
2: to shout that out whenever I was going through. I think yeah, I remember I called you well, I was at the archive, because oh, remember yeah, I found yeah. I found four flies. I was like, dude, they also have like two copies yeah. left, and it's been sold out for a while. Um, right. So yeah, I was at the archive, wow. saw that. I called Will, and I don't think he was expecting. I was like, dude, you won't believe what I found. Found hey, dude, that I was and super happy. I was like, hope
0: everything's okay. And I'm like, <laughs> is everything good, dude? He's like, yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, I'm at the archive right now, and um,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got some killer deals that day, man. So yeah, Hell shout yeah. out to you for convincing me to get that yeah that's awesome right on yeah Gabe, what are we are on number
1: four right yeah number four, number four. this movie th- this movie i did not i was debating for a long time if i wanted to put this on this list because i okay. i was low-key in october i think maybe you guys saw me on the server talking about it because i was like contemplating even buying it um mm-hmm. and that is uh the others Uh, yeah okay yeah so the The no hdr edition the no hdr edition dude and i was like (laughs) honestly like talking about it for like a whole month before it came out because i'm like is this worth buying no hdr like like what the hell's going on and honestly it it looks freaking fantastic like the you can just it's one of those few movies where you could see just like the 4k uptick the resolution uptick like how much of a benefit it does to the movie. And it just, it, it enhances that kind of like filmic vibe of vibe of it. Um, but also the Dolby Atmos track on this is one of the best I've heard this year. There was a scene that I literally, I've seen this movie multiple times I already, you know, all the, you know, the, pretty much like the dialogue and all the jump scares and stuff. But like, there was this dude, like I, I jumped, even though I was anticipating it, it was like a scene where you hear this loud thump in the second floor. And mm-hmm. I just was like, I was like, holy shit, dude! This Atmos, the Atmos track is friggin' fantastic on the movie. Um, and I think uh, Alejandro, I always butcher his last name. Uh, I'm was it, I'm in a bar. I don't, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he oversaw the transfer, and it, it looks immaculate. The color grading, honestly, it's like uh, it leaps over the Blu-ray. So it's one of those few movies that no HD. No HDR and I'm actually happy with the way it came out. It looks freaking fantastic. So the others, it's a huge, huge uh recommendation from me. Hell yeah. Nice. Chase Waggy Tail. Oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> number it, oh, yeah. number yeah. three.
2: Let me make sure because I actually yeah, okay, cool. I had to double check. So this one, and I, I'm going to go ahead and shout it out. Surprisingly, well, Hellraiser did not break for the same. Re- I actually like Hellraiser three. Um, mm. I could have easily put both of them on this list, but I decided to showcase one instead. Okay. So okay. I'm going to go with my favorite arrow release of all time, right next to silent running. Cause I adore that movie. And that's going to be the psycho one through four. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Like for our video viewers. Like, golly, if that doesn't get you going, nothing in this world will. (laughs) Like, it just looks great. Yeah, the spines, just the way they look. And I actually am a fan of how they did the red, because I think it contrasts that very Mm. well. I think they should have put the... My finger... Yeah, orientation isn't proper right now. But so, again, just like the Toxic Avenger one, instead of shouting out the entire set, uh, of course, Psycho 1 looks great, but it's been out on the format for a while. This one has a better on coding than the Universal. That was Universal. Yeah. So then the Mm -hmm. Universal Mm -hmm. Classics Collection One. So Mm -hmm. it looks slightly better on a side by side comparison. But I have been on record and I am not ashamed to say this that I actually like Psycho 2 more. That is Mm -hmm. my favorite. I find Psycho to be a flawless series. Um, There's not a bad one. Even when you get to the fourth one, the fact that that one looks as good as it does in this box set. It should be yeah. damn near a crime to be able to restore things to that. Like it is insane <laughs> how good that looks like they they must have pulled some kind of miracle. Uh, but this entire box set, it sits in a special, it has its own slot on my shelf. I'm just super happy. Um, I was almost not able to get this and like, mm. oh geez, like to get this, it wasn't. Oh yeah, good. I remember you barely I, got it, right? Stock, dude, I, I probably got the last two that oh. <laughs> anywhere had in stock, man. Or like the last one or two. But yeah, shout out this set Um, for people that are curious. They did recently announce standard editions, So you are not out of luck of getting these arrow is going to release a standard edition of this. It just won't have the shower curtain aesthetic. And I think it comes in a slimmer uh, style case for shelf life and shelf span. Um, So shout out all four of them look immaculate again. Psycho is a flawless franchise. And these are movies I actually never thought. I actually thought scream or shout factory would do it. Because they mm-hmm. did 2, 3, and 4, I want to say, way back. And they've been out of print for a while or just re- recently went out of print. They were a little scarce. So shout-out Arrow again, winner of the year. Um, takes home the bronze right here for this bad boy. Shout-out Psycho 2 specifically.
0: Just to piggyback on that, I think they're doing like standard releases for Hellraiser, too, so if anybody missed that yeah. Hellraiser box set, um you have a chance at least if you want the films um you have a chance to pick those up as well i, I think they're coming out around the same time that the uh the psycho set is or those I think they're this month or next month I thought yeah, February
2: I'm pretty sure it's January or February releases for sure.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, so you know, if you guys are interested in those, head over to Arrow's website or check out like I'm sure they're on Diabolic or Orbit. Um, yep. so for those of you that are watching or listening, uh, check that out if you guys are interested in those. Absolutely. Is it me? Willy I guess. Yep. Perfect segue. Take it over. Yeah, dude. So I had to. Uh, I had to throw a steel book on here. And that was hard because I'm, I'm probably still going to do my uh, my top 10 Steelbooks of 2023 because I did hmm. grab a lot of Steelbooks. But I was trying to figure out, as far as an overall package, which one I like the most. And it was a no-brainer. I mean, not only is the artwork incredible, it's one of my favorite posters, or, or I should say poster art for the film that they chose to go with for the Steelbook. But overall, as a package, in terms of the transfer In terms of the special features, which are phenomenal, we'll get into that in a second, um, I think this is probably, I don't know if it's my favorite Steelbook release in terms of the artwork and what they did with it, but in terms of an overall package, I had to go with Oppie. Nice. Okay. I had to. I couldn't couldn't leave this out because the movie was in my top five theatrical releases, uh, but the special features on this are immense three-plus hours of special features. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I own... I, I don't own many releases uh, from 2023 that have that amount of content on them. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I got to give kudos to Christopher Nolan um, and Universal and crew for, for releasing this, not only on 4K. I mean, it was a no-brainer we were going to get a 4K, but I think what's special about this as well is that Nolan was really pushing... For like the physical media release they had like a—I think they had like a, a big game spot for it um not a super mm-hmm. bowl spot but uh it was like monday night football or something like yeah, that like prime time yeah prime time uh prime yeah. time tv ad for it which was cool so it was just kind of cool to see that and that's not 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 that that influenced my decision but uh it was just cool to uh to see that again because we don't Something I haven't seen in a while was a,
1: a TV spot for a yeah for physical a physical media movie movie. release. <laughs> so was, that, that was like so the old school cool. days.
0: Yeah, exactly, man. It it kind of took me back a little bit. But yeah, man, I mean, my top three or number three pick is uh Oppenheimer on 4K Steelbook. And I mean, look at that dude. Like gorgeous. I just I gorgeous artwork.
2: And so it's uh, to... embossed on the it is yeah, on the yeah, title, the, yeah. which yeah. is very
1: rare is... on Best Buy. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah, S- by his about, part.
0: yeah so one of the few embossed titles i think they did um last year but yeah i had to throw that on there i had to show that some love so that's my uh that's my third pick
1: solid pick Gabe. Dude. what are we on number three what do you got mm-hmm. yep number, number three, three i actually showcased this one already tv series which i've already talked about you guys probably know what it is already the last of mm-hmm. us okay mm-hmm. nice. um nice HBO kills it with their 4Ks, man. I don't feel like we really give them enough credit. Like, I mean, Game of Thrones, um, uh, House, House of the Dragon, the Dragon Chernobyl, uh, the Dragon. Um, and now Last of Us, dude. This These discs look freaking... I, I rewatched the entire series on 4K, and it's it's freaking immaculate. Dolby Vision, mm-hmm. great shadow detail. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a freaking... I mean, it's, it's one of my favorite video games of all time, mm-hmm. and obviously we did that whole podcast on video game adaptations this just kind of takes the cake for me man it's it's a great release this steelbook was interesting though i thought we were going to get it domestically um i was waiting and waiting and waiting and like it was like the week before release and best buy still didn't drop a pre-order link for it so i was like oh crap so this is through um what is it called fnac FNAC? Right? yeah FNAC. FNAC. so i ordered the dude and they shipped it faster than best buy ships their freaking domestic releases i got this in like <laughs> three days oh hell yeah which yeah. is freaking mind-boggling to me. So, and it came in perfect condition. Uh, they know how to package nice. their stuff. Uh, gorgeous steel book. Great show. Um, very happy with the way the transfer came out. So, shout out to HBO because I don't think we really give a shout out to HBO that much with their 4K uh, releases. Hell yeah! Chase Waggy Tail. Number so two, brother. One,
2: so this one actually is a movie that has been out in Germany courtesy of Turbine, for about six years now. And we just recently got to, and this one's a bit more sentimental for me, uh, just recently got to experience the U.S. release of it. I did happen to get the U.K. release of this movie, and this particular copy is actually a bit sentimental to me. And that's going to be... Oh, yeah. The second site Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, um, yeah. Box set for those that can't or for audio only listeners. What I just showed is I got I have the pleasure of having this signed by Alan Danziger, who the podcast we we uh, we're, had the absolute blessing to host him on here um, quite a few episodes back. And then also by Mr. Dugan as well, who played Grandpa. Um, that still to this day is one of my best memories, everything like this just has a lot of sentimental value outside of being like top three movies of all time to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, they killed it with this set, uh, the special features that come in here, everything that comes in there, the, um, the little lithograph cards that come in here that have tears courtesy of John or Mr. Dugan, cause he was crying whenever I showed them to him. So I, his tears permanently stained my lithographs. I'll never forget that. It's still, to this day, one of the best experiences anywhere. Um, getting to be around those people, meeting them, having them on here. Texas Chainsaw, it looks immaculate. Now, whenever I talk about how immaculate this set looks, keep your expectations pretty minimal because it is a 16 millimeter. Um, it doesn't look in, insane. Plus, I mean, it was supposed to have a grimy feel to it. So, this is as, as happy as I am that it has a 4K restoration, the second sight variation actually is a different restoration from... It, I think what is it dark sky that did the u.s release and then release. Yep. it's slightly better and when i mean slightly i mean that's probably giving it a five percent courtesy and that's not to dock down on second sight it's just they are super mm. limited with what they can do it's like evil dead one yeah right trying yeah. to get that to look much better it's going to look a little yellow tinted it's going to be this it's going to be that uh, but mm-hmm. this is the absolute best unless there's ever a superior um, format in the future so To showcase that one more time because I can't ever get enough, and it has a special spot, it doesn't even sit on my shelf, it sits in my bedroom, <laughs> so it's like that's yeah, dope. yeah. He rests
1: it on the pillow next to him, yeah. I, I kiss it goodnight, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he throws the cover over it, make sure it's nice and toasty. Talks and that to one him. takes the
0: second spot.
1: Well, bro, I, I don't really know how to
0: follow that up. I because I my story yeah, is, yeah, that's,
1: that's a big one, one to follow up.
0: Well, so it's funny because my second pick was Oh back nice
1: the <laughs> Oh <night>. my <laughs> god.
0: Well I'll tell you what we're gonna do here. I'll tell you what we're gonna yeah. do here. I mean, Chase, you sold the second site edition marvelously. There's not much yeah. else I can add to that. And you have a personal story to go with it. And yeah, you know, that's beautiful. Um so what I am gonna do though, we're gonna give me a second, I'll be right back. We're gonna I just wanna show Dark Ooh. Sky some love because Oh, okay they Get it, yeah they put oh, out yeah, the, yeah. the version in the US. So give me one yeah. second.
2: I was about to say, I was about to go grab it too. You guys both got it, man. All right. So
0: what did you grab? Will? uh, so seeing as you had the, the second site is your pick and we had the same, we had the same idea. We think alike, because it was my second pick, but instead of talking about that again, again, I can't really top what you had to say. Cause I thought you, uh, did a fantastic job. Appreciate it. Selling that to everybody, but I want to showcase oh, yeah. the dark sky films what what they put out. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, and I, I think the second site transfer is slightly better as well, but I've heard, I mean, you ask a lot of people, they'll say that that's preference, right? So for sure. But with the steelbook, I mean, you can't go wrong with this. If you're a fan of this movie, it's got the original, the, you know, the poster art that everybody loves, you know, the, who will survive and what will be left of them. Uh, and that actually, this steelbook's cool because it, it came with, I think it's like an 18, it's not an 18 by 24. I have it framed got it right here. here. It's like, I got it right here. The poster. Want to show that Any poster, poster if you could, Chase? Yeah, you get that yep. cool little poster there. Chase sleeps with that too, by the way. Yeah, this is yep. actually my blanket.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and actually what I was showing, shout out to Dark Sky. I do wish it was a different transfer because I always like to see what people do but it is mm. the same as this release that I had just shown a second ago, the Turbine Media release. Turbine, um, they yeah. just got the U.S. rights, which I I, I wish I kind of knew. I know the Turbine release was uh, approved by Mr. Hooper before he unfortunately is no longer with us. Um, yeah, but yeah, beast. to piggyback off of that, I don't think I went into much detail, but it's got the Shocking Truth documentary on that second site release, which is an amazing mm. documentary. Um, gives mm-hmm. you a lot of insight. Um, gives you so many cool details about... I mean, it's up for debate, but what I consider to be the greatest American horror movie of all time.
0: Yeah. Let's just show the artwork one more time for this. Yeah. So the, this is the... Yeah,
2: yeah, that's the the lithograph of mine that's stained with Mr. Dugan's tear. He he just saw it, and I guess maybe it's just not as common to be seen as, yeah. if, you know, the regular mm. theatrical poster. But, I mean, that guy is a blessing. He saw that. And, but, Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, two versions of that available. I, I think the second site is sold out. I'm pretty sure, but yep. Dark Sky might still have some of their copies available. I'm not sure about the Steelbook. It might be harder to find now. I think people said they saw some of them at Walmart.
2: I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this one's at Walmart. I saw it at one of okay. my local
1: ones. Mm-hmm. My okay. local one had like so, three copies on the shelf. Yeah, you didn't buy but it. I, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they had it for like it was like it was like some stu- it was like forty five dollars or some shit like oh, that it was, no. it was kind of yeah, ridiculous that's, yeah yeah I was that's, like, that's
0: way too steep you're crazy that's a bargain but no i, I think that <laughs> slip cover. i had to get the slip cover too because yeah. i just thought the artwork was so cool so i was uh, it,
2: like underneath it's the theatrical poster right underneath oh on like the actual amory oh was i'm it the sorry sand? yeah the
0: amory yeah let me show you guys yeah. that that's oh, the okay standard, cool yeah. it's the sand okay original cool theatrical yeah. poster so yeah, nice. man, I double dipped on that because again, big fan of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We had the podcast on it. We're all super mm-hmm. big fans of that. But yeah, that's uh, that's number two for me as well. And you know, shout out to Second Sight and Dark Sky, both doing fantastic work with those releases. So,
1: yeah, you, you guys are always all on right. the same wavelength, man. With the the, the media releases, releases. <laughs> yeah. I always do. Yo, <laughs> I'm not making out with the Toxic
0: Avenger, man. not I'm not yeah. in that. I'm not in that boat. Which
2: one yeah. are we on? Number two? Yeah, we're right? on. Two. Uh, yeah, we're on the second. We're on Silver. Okay
1: silver Oppenheimer, this, right n- <laughs> <laughs> i'll just uh, leave a moment of silence there and just stare at you um this is another disney release man that oh, like, nice. just it's a uh, prey nice oh, dude, hell yeah! yeah. This one honorable
2: mention for that too yeah
1: dude yeah. this for a bd66 like this thing mm-hmm. looks clean it looks it really clean the hdr pops um soundtrack is incredible and honestly like i mean i when i first saw it on hulu i was like it's a shame just because uh, to me it's like one of the best predator movies i've seen in in a while like this no, movie is just agree. freaking fantastic and and the fact shout out to disney it's probably the, the only year you guys will hear me say shout out to disney but shout out <laughs> to disney for giving us a freaking physical media release of prey because honestly i saw this yeah like two or three times on streaming just because how much i loved this movie um mm and yeah dude when they announced the the steel book i just had to get it it's just a freaking amazing transfer i had a lot of fun watching the the 4k and for a bd66 i think it does a freaking fantastic job so prey is my uh silver for the year
2: yeah and actually yeah. you convinced me to buy that I'm, i so i let, let me go on a little bit of a couple minute tangent about that i didn't know prey was a predator movie <laughs> what really everybody was talking i love predator um Mm -hmm. i i heard it was very tribal it was uh it was near and dear to a lot of culture and stuff like that for Mm -hmm. the representation the comanche i believe comanche if i'm not butchering that right the language option that it had on stream and stuff like that um so then actually this was coming out and i was like oh this is a predator movie i missed and i'm a huge predator fan i'm a huge fan of predators i'm pretty sure the one with adrian brody Mm -hmm. I thought that was a cool one. It's not a perfect movie, but I watched that and I can't believe I forgot about that on my honorable mentions. But yeah, that's a great, uh, I'll call it reference 66 since it's not a 100. Yeah, it's definitely a reference (laughs) reference 66. 66. (laughs) A reference 66. It it looks great. Um, First time watch. That's one of the best action movies I've seen in a few years. Mm -hmm. um really good the way that it's very smart as well for what it gives you the main character is very 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 intelligent Mm -hmm. uh and that was one of the funnest movies that i watched for the first time had that movie came out for this year that easily probably broken my top three uh oh yeah
1: for sure theatrically
2: yeah yeah for just like movies that came out this year it would have been a phenomenal phenomenal contender up there but yeah shout out prey um you convinced me i missed out on the steel book i have just the standard one but mm. shout out to walmart for having messed up price stickers because i ended up getting it for like 18 <laughs> bucks anyway. so <laughs> yeah baby. well that may be the
1: new norm right with walmart
2: <laughs> taking over yeah exactly <laughs> cool. and then so, yeah
1: because mine and will's were the same right i think you guys, for second, oh, so you guys yeah. for second i mean is the number one the same too you guys got the same number one
2: no i don't even think he owns this one um unless he did unless he bought it and never talked to me about it well but we'll this see one right is, now yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be like wow, wow how coincidental um so you're gonna this see one... me get
0: up and walk over to the shelf as soon as you, <laughs> yeah, least, yeah. which one do I have to, oh, now I have to fucking get another
1: Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be different
2: So this one um, is a limited print by uh, there's a ton of standards left. And after I'm done with this, I hope I sell you on it. If my 4K review that I just recently published of this, it's why I put out my review for this movie. Um, This movie introduced me into the realm of movies. I I had always been into this but I didn't know movies could get this fucking weird. And I am just so happy that Dr. Caligari exists uh, yeah. um, by oh. Mondo Macabro. So um, this is a reference quality movie. I, I am a genuine bystander in that the, the fact that the film elements were as, as bad as they were, it's kind of like rear window esque. They were almost unusable, everything like that, the transfer, the quality, everything here, the special features, that limited edition slipcase. Uh It's like I said, in my 4k review, I actually thought this was a direct sequel to the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. It kind of <laughs> is. It's just, it's mm-hmm. his granddaughter, great granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out that I forgot to put that as an honorable mention, the Eureka uh, cabinet of Dr. Caligari, which is a full slip 4k. They put out. That's one of the creepiest movies ever made. And it looks amazing. Um, but I went with this one instead. Cause it was either going to be this one or that one. I was going to go as best transfer of the year. Um, so to essentially give you if you haven't checked out the review over there, because I don't want to keep sending people over to the YouTube for our audio listeners that didn't get to check that out, Dr. Caligari, she's essentially a sex therapist. So essentially she deals in people that have no libido and have pure the pure form of nymphomania. So she has an obsession with people's sexual desires. And she runs an asylum for nymphomaniacs, people with high libido. And she finds a higher interest in that versus the people that are just full-on maniacs, right? So um, it's great. The acting in it, there's like these twins or like these two close friends that are almost like Jesse and James from Team Rocket and Pokemon that they like like rhyme off of each other continuously. <laughs> Uh, with everything and they're trying to investigate dr caligari and her dad's like the fbi and stuff like that but like you even have tongues like plants made of tongues you have like these plants that like pop pimples and these walls with zip faces and it's it's just the fact that this movie got made is why it's number one (laughs) i just i i can't believe some of the the creativity that exists in this world And people that are so driven to go out there and put their vision to film, to screen, to writing, to art, to whatever it is. I am happy that this movie came out. I am just super over the moon that Mondo decided that it should be their first foray into 4k. -hmm. Um, I wish this movie got more love. You can annually or religiously buy it for like $21, $25 for the standard. Just the one without the slip on this guy right here or pretty cheap on Amazon. Um, buy it till it sells out Um, let there be an audience for great stuff like this but to follow that up those so that way i don't leave blu-rays out because i don't want to seem like we're biased to only 4ks i wanted to shout out my favorite i have quite a few blu-rays from this year Um, not enough necessarily worthy to shout out for blu-ray only shout outs bo was afraid would make it up there it looked great on blu-ray and streaming so my Blu-ray of the year is going to be Max Flesher's Superman. Mm. And this one actually has a sentimental story to it. Do you guys remember those like centimeter wide uh, DVD cases? Like where they were like, su- you could like throw them like a piece of paper. You know what I mean? Like they were like yeah. literally a disc wide. They were super thin and yeah, like thin plastic ones. DVD cases. Mm-hmm. The plastic, so there was yeah. a, yeah, there was a DVD set that I grew up with. It was called Superman and the Bulleteers. That was in those thin, tiny plastic cases so everything that's presented to me here in Blu-ray is ingrained in my head. You know, I didn't have internet growing up, stuff like that. So whenever this got announced, I had to have it because I don't know what happened to my DVD set. So this has a lot of sentimental value. Uh, it does use DNR, which uh, when it comes to animation, it's not like you're taking away pores. Like they didn't animate pores on its yeah. faces. It's not a big deal, you know. Whenever it comes to celluloid and the way that film was used, then sometimes DNR is warranted. It gets dirty. You're a lot more hands-on with that film than you are your traditional mm-hmm. sense with something like 2001: A Space Odyssey. You know, it's mm-hmm. a lot of layering and stuff like that. This is one of the cleanest animations I have ever seen on the format. You honestly would be hard-pressed to not convince me that this was not an HDR. This mm-hmm. set looks incredible. Um, for a series that's near and dear to me, I'm a, not the biggest Superman fan. I become more of a superman fan with time, but I had to shout out the labor of love that this is because I never thought that we would ever get this. I thought these it would be lost to time. But now in the age of superheroes that we are in, I am super glad that we um we definitely um got this. That's my Blu-ray of the year right there.
1: Hell yeah. Big Willie Styles, your number one, your gold.
0: My gold, my gold for this year is a movie that's pretty sentimental to me I mean it's it's one of the movies that I instantly loved when I was a kid uh, I did post a review on this movie uh again just a movie that I've I've loved ever since I first saw it I've seen this movie dozens of times by now uh, and I think it's probably one of the movies I've wanted to own on 4k since as long as 4k's been out what 2016 2017 mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah uh, from the advent of 4k I was hoping that they would come out with this movie an arrow. And I think this was actually a partnership. Arrow and I think MVD helped um, distribute this as well, uh, from what I remember. But that is The Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. The Warriors. I I think this is a movie that for for Arrow being a boutique label, this is probably one of the biggest titles that they've released, I'd say, in their history. Um, So many people have been asking for this movie. Uh, and they really did it justice. I talked about this in my review, but I think honestly, this is one of the movies that everybody should own. even if you're not a fan or if you don't frequently purchase boutique stuff, I, I think you should own this movie. I think this is a movie with a lot of crossover appeal. Um, it's just fantastic. Uh, and that this this set is stacked, guys. These are two um one hundred GB discs. you have the four k uh, theatrical cut. And then you have the alternate version. like a lot of people, Are not a fan of that alternate version because Walter Hill, he kind of approached it from like a comic book kind of perspective where he had like weird cuts in it that had Mm -hmm. like the comic book style um, like cutaways and stuff like that. So I wasn't necessarily a fan of that alternate version, but I mean, you get the original theatrical cut on this and it looks absolutely amazing. So it's one of my favorite transfers of the year. It's one of my most long awaited 4Ks uh just just a movie that i've wanted on the format for so long and yeah just like a, a really amazing movie that i remember growing up with i talk about it in my review about how i played the the ps2 game from rockstar yeah. just made me love this movie <laughs> even more it's just the world that walter hill created with this movie i'm a big fan of like uh, of some of the stuff that he did because this movie is like a, a kind of like a movie that emphasizes or showcases like world building mm-hmm. um just again years ahead of its time in my opinion uh in terms of just what he was able to do uh and as far as like the transfer i mean if we're going to touch on that real quick this movie looks incredible i mean from the opening shots of the subway i said this in my review as well but with the title cards over the shots of the the transit the subway transit line uh and even that opening scene where all the gangs are kind of meeting together i mean the costume design is amazing in this movie it was shot on location, so all those shots in those locations look absolutely great uh, in 4K with the Dolby Vision HDR. So one of my favorite transfers of the year, one of the best packages of the year, and just just a movie that people have been asking for for a long time. So probably one of the best titles of 2023, hands down, but that's my number one.
1: I do want to so. pick that one up because I saw your review for it, and and as soon as I saw your review for it, I was like, i got to watch that movie again. It's been a minute. And it, it's hmm. I, I want to see that that in particular, that scene, like you said, where they're all congregated, that big meeting just in 4K should look freaking fantastic. Yeah, um, man. Yeah. I'm excited I almost pick picked that up, up, up at the
2: archive, but they were taxing. They wanted $59.99 for that. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly. damn I almost picked yeah. it up there, though, because I saw it. They have that one that you have. They mm-hmm. they they probably ordered it from Arrow's website, the, the white box one. Um, the original artwork they had it and i was like ah man will's review so damn good he bullied my wallet into smithereens into wanting it but not for (laughs) 60 bucks
1: yeah that's a lot dude just for that title but i mean it's it's it sounds like i mean not only will but i mean that that movie blew up on the on the reddit and the discord too like everyone was freaking talking about that movie so I'm, i'm excited to get the 4k for that one i gotta i gotta pick it up i think that's a great pick for number one um you guys are my number roll. one what is it what nah, could it be what godzilla could it be? minus one somehow you have godzilla I, I know right the bootleg the bootleg <laughs> is godzilla minus one oppenheimer i can't say much more than will did i mean freaking i mean incredible freaking i mean you get the imax shots in here it looks freaking fantastic the hdr is incredible um you know nolan never uses freaking atmos which i don't know why i mean you just get the 5.1 mix with this um but it still sounds incredible um and the special features like will said three hours man and it's it's so interesting watching how they build the town and all the practical effects and it's freaking fantastic dude it's such a great package and the steelbook looks freaking phenomenal um i did want to do a quick because chase had mentioned a blu-ray like uh Nod and I saw one on my shelf that this is a 2022 movie, but um, it came the Blu ray came out January 2023, so <laughs> that it kind of yeah, it counts. Yeah. So, um, the menu, the menu okay, nice, yeah. I freaking loved this movie, this movie oh, yeah. was freaking phenomenal, and the Blu ray looks freaking clean. If you guys nice. haven't seen the Blu ray for it, it is a freaking fantastic movie. transfers freaking immaculate. This is just a fun movie, man. I'm hoping it gets the 4K. Um, I, I just pulled the trigger on it because it was like five bucks during Black Friday on Amazon. It was like five ninety nine or something like that on Amazon. So nice. Um pulled the trigger on it. Um fantastic movie if you guys haven't seen it, but that would be my little Blu-ray nod for the year.
2: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And we kind of talked about it a little bit before we went live, but I wanted to say that um I wanted to say let me see. I actually had a small list that came out. I just want to go ahead and rip these instead of doing a whole different YouTube video. I've well, got an extra few more minutes. The worst movies I've seen. So <laughs> on physical media, I wanted to just see that because I'm not going to, I don't own exorcist believer. We've already beaten that dead horse. So I did blind buy. I buy every DC animated movie. I'm going to give this thing. It's 20 seconds of infamy. Justice league X Ruby. Awful, awful. <laughs> just awful there's nothing else that needs to be said but i also wanted to go on a little tirade and talk about kill her goats how much that entire ordeal pissed me off (laughs) so kill her goats just went on this huge marketing ploy talking about how um I'll appear practical, no CGI, this and that. And there's a lot of movies that do that. You know what I mean? But like for that to be your marketing ploy, I figured they were going to do something different. Plus having Kane Hodder, No, it's just former playboy bunnies going around doing this. You follow them for 45 minutes, like an older horror movie, which is cool. I like those movies, but in a modern setting, but your whole entire thing is all practical, no CGI. I figured you were going to show me the galaxy and like people mutating into different forms. And you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. not a generic slasher, so that one pissed me off. And then 65. I wanted to talk about that for a oh, second. Oh, man.
1: You know? Th- do, <laughs> do you actually want to talk about it for a second?
2: Did you actually see that one yet? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, dude, it's just, it wasn't bad. It it It's not the worst. It just had the worst or the best potential to be good. You know what I mean? And it just, it let itself down. Like, it got in its own way.
1: <laughs> you know? Maybe we need to do a whole video on it. I don't know. I I just did not like it at all whatsoever. Yeah. uh,
2: I think it had a great premise. I think it had a lot going for it. This CGI. Yeah. The CGI with the dinosaurs and stuff like that in there. It just definitely, uh, you know what I mean? That will not stand the test of time. How atrocious those dinosaurs look, man. At Mm. all.
1: Yeah, for sure. Anything else we want to close out our awards with guys? Uh, I don't think so, man. I think those are, I mean, it was a good year, I'd say, overall for 2023 physical media. I mean, there's a lot of releases that we got. Um, I am looking forward to 2024. I'm, I'm kind of nervous of how dry the first, like, two it's months of 2024. Dry. Yeah, it's a, there's not a lot of releases, but I'm hoping uh, stuff picks up later in the year. But um, I think 2023 overall was a solid year for physical media.
2: we got Conan coming out in a few weeks, and that's yeah. one of the most requested 4Ks ever.
1: So I'm stoked. Yeah. People are stoked for that one. Yeah, yeah, that's big. Yeah, no, My everything needs a break, though. I'm, i hurting right now. Well, after that vinegar syndrome, dude?
0: <laughs> no, dude, that's why I started rapping. You know why I'm <laughs> pursuing that.
1: Yeah, he sold his good that's mic too. Go. By the way, that's why he sounds that way, guys. He sold his like <laughs> solid mic because he needed to. You know, he's a little vinegar. bit of back for vinegar syndrome.
0: I got, I sold the good mic. I got this shit mic now. So. <laughs> You're just gonna have to deal with it, guys. At least until, at least until June. I think by then I'll be I'll be recovered. We'll see how it goes.
1: We'll see what I happens. I think I think we'll. We'll have a Grammy by then. Yeah, have a gold mic. Yeah, and then he can get his microphone back. Yeah, dude. <laughs> hell yeah. yeah, guys!
2: And special shout out. I wanted to go ahead and say thank you, guys, so much. That I want to say we're just over two months into our whole ordeal. Um, the YouTube has been a massive success in our terms versus what our expectations were. Um, and other people's eyes, it may not be, but to us we are over the moon and overjoyed with everything that we have been, um, been showered in love and praise and awesome critiques and everything in between. And I feel like I know probably everybody says this, but we have a great fan base so far. Um, thank, shout out all of you guys, loyal supporters, everything like that. Here's to a great 2024 to, from screen to shelf and I am massively excited for what we're going to bring you guys this upcoming year and thank you guys for bearing with us on the hiatus and checking out the YouTube in the meantime
1: Yep, appreciate you guys you guys have a good one and we'll catch you soon later